Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Get your clogged fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over (laughs) depression. Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? What is the opinion from the court? Poppy and Jim, the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. They have eliminated the constitutional right to an abortion. The court has done what has never done before. Expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans. What this means to women is such an insult. It's a slap in the face to women about using their own judgment. You ain't seen nothing yet. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. I am spitting mad over this. The Supreme Court does not get the last word the people do. We could be talking about forced birth in a country that does not have paid leave on the heels of a baby formula shortage. There is a war out there and we need to recognize that we've got to armor up. Fuck around and find out. You are fake news. Shut up, silly woman. Very fake news. I will eat your ass. I'll do it. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. You sound like a hysterical, bleeping, snowflake, lesbo bleep. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. I I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. Where's the enthusiasm? You know how I know this. I'll find was, uh, a way to, to shit on your white pill parade today. <laughs> no, you won't. You can't. So this is this is the one <laughs> show. I'll do it. <laughs> it's impossible. And you know how I know this was an incredible week. I'm going to out you to the audience because you will not say what I said to you privately about <sighs> un- my optimism. Get this unprovoked, and I deliberately did not say anything to Blonde when the news came out because I, I sort of wanted to see what would happen. Unprovoked, me. unprovoked, completely unsolicited by me Friday afternoon. I didn't grab the screenshot to prove it. I should have, but never happened. You messaged me and said, uh, and I quote, happy day. I can't believe we lived to see it truly. All right. That was organic optimism. Yeah. From Blonde. I was, said, I said, happy day, my friend. That's true. Yes. Yeah, she so she even called me her In one fell friend. swoop, I yeah. admitted that we're friends, <laughs> and I said, "I am truly happy about this." Um, <clears throat> I don't think it's the victory that a lot of people think that it is, but it's a symbolic victory, and it it matters. Oh, I Maybe think it's a God lot more will than stop symbolic. smiting our country. I think it's a yeah. lot more than symbolic, but if we can agree that it is encouragement nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll do gay marriage. 
<laughs> so you've been you've been reading too much Clarence Thomas, but uh, God, I but love him. We'll get to that. No, organic optimism from Blonde was like Bigfoot riding a unicorn. It uh, it does happen every once in a while, but you just got to be right place, right time. And uh, I'm calling it the Great Supreme Court Double Bitch Slap because uh, <laughs> of all nice the weeks it, yeah. of all the great uh, the week's great memes, none greater than uh, than the memes recognizing the Supreme Court's wisdom to affirm your right to carry a gun for self defense the day before ending Roe v. Wade. And the so-called constitutional right to an abortion and uh, the cherry on top so far, the uh, the predicted rioting looks pretty lame. And I assume perhaps there's more to come. I don't want to undersell it, but I was expecting like city streets flowing with blood type reaction. It's been kind of lame over the weekend. Not not that there's some events that are worthy of discussing, but there were some protests out here. I drove past some chick holding a sign the other day that said, my pussy, my problem. And she was like fat and gross. I'm sure it is her problem. I'm like, accurate. Oh, yeah. See, that's the problem with a lot of their critiques and criticism. They're accurate. It's like Elizabeth Warren, as we'll get to later, saying, you know, the Supreme Court doesn't get the final word. The people yeah. do. Like, yeah. Are you listening to yourself? Yeah. Did you read the decision? You guys but probably Legislate agree. from the bench more, <laughs> Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, we will spend the bulk of tonight's time going through both cases and the reactions in detail. But there are some more things to talk about, um, because, of course, while the court affirmed your gun rights on Thursday, Congress and the president undermined them when uh, Biden officially signed uh, the new gun control law yesterday. We'll get into that. And we have some updates across various stories we've been following, including Uvalde, Waukesha and others. There's even an update in that Seattle story of the uh, the pair of women that went launched into the sky by that African immigrant uh, summer of love two years ago. Did you revisit that footage? I have not rewatched the footage. Oh, come on. It's been such a great week. Don't you want to add to it? (laughs) And uh, before we get out of here, I do have a hoax hate double feature as well as some other related stories. And tonight's movie review is Psycho. And of course, we'll uh, catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be. We'll get to as many as we can. I can't even. I'm so excited. I can't even handle my usual prompts here. We'll get to your chats before 1130 p.m. And it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. We do have a show store up and running over there. We have shirts. We have hats. We have mugs. We have it all. Plus, we have great offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Western razor company. Everyone knows how many options there are out there for shaving products, but they all seem like they come with huge compromises. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well, not anymore. I'm talking about the new high noon safety razor from Western razor. Not only is it made in America, but it uses widely available double-edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and the 60s until the big razor companies figured out they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions instead. But the safety razor has always been the superior method made out of 100% metal in the USA. Western Razor's high noon razor is a fantastic way to buy American and actually save money. Get one today. You can get 10% off your entire order from Western Razor 
using promo code MAT10. That's 10% off at Western Razor. Promo code MAT10. Find everything you need from Western Razor plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. Do you have uh, an update in the schedule for the upcoming 4th of July holiday weekend? Instead of a Sunday show next weekend, which will be July 2nd, we are going to do a Thursday night special this week, June 30th, before the holiday weekend. Uh, That will be 9 p.m. Eastern time. With your typical Sunday content, uh, because of that, the call-in show stream is canceled this Wednesday, the 29th, and the call-in show will resume as normal on Wednesday, July 6th. The Sunday show will resume as normal on Sunday, July 10th. So put another way, uh, there is no, oh, I have my dates wrong in here too. Some, how did I do this terrible job, this terrible of a job on the notes? Anyway, Thursday special this week. No Sunday show next weekend. That's July 3rd, not the 2nd. I might have misstated okay. that. It's July 3rd next weekend. No Sunday show then. Then back to normal. Okay. So uh, also after tonight, the movie review segment, we'll take a break until we're back uh, as normal on Sunday, uh, July 10th. I wrote the dates entirely wrong. What was I doing? <laughs> I read that twice and I didn't catch it. So yeah. So Thursday night show this week. We're off Sunday the 3rd. We're back as normal Sunday the 10th. That's the simple way of okay. putting it. Uh, one other thing too, um, the Bible study has been going strong for a month now. And uh, I just wanted to bring this up on the main show because I did receive a few requests to make the audio available as a podcast feed. So I have done that. Uh, as usual, all the information for the publicly open Bible study on Saturday nights is uh, on the Bible study page on the website, linked on the homepage. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. If you're interested in listening to those weekly Bible studies, they are available for listening on demand through your podcast feed of choice as well. Well, uh, normally I like to start off the show, get warmed up with uh, some smaller stories and updates, but the news this week is so significant, it would be negligent and downright disrespectful to delay or start with anything otherwise. So, I just wanted to talk a little bit of broad reaction points to the what was a bit of a foregone conclusion. At least we expected Roe v. Wade to be on the way out after the leaked decision uh, last month. But I was still getting a little bit nervous after all the developments. And I, I just want to uh, share some of the broad level reaction that I have. And then if you want to tell me that I'm wrong to be optimistic or whatever you're let me let be. you get it out All of your right. system first. well the first thing i have to say is enjoy the white pill yeah. enjoy the encouragement enjoy the win uh they're rare in the, this last year uh really since the uh, inauguration of the new president so if you and, and it's not just that the wins are rare this is such a significant win this is such a major win on a moral and a legal and a constitutional level so if you can't enjoy this one I worry that you can't enjoy anything. And I mean you, the generic person out there, not specifically you, uh, blonde. But, you know, whatever you think for the state of our country, there go her allergies. Uh, Whatever you think of the state of the country and the prospects for recovery, this is a genuinely historic weekend. Probably, I, I would say, the most morally and legally significant weekend in politics in our lifetimes. Yeah. And so I think that deserves some reflection and appreciation. Number two. 
got to credit Trump. This is by far his his most significant, greatest presidential accomplishment. Uh, to me, this accomplishment alone justifies my vote for him, at least in my opinion. For all the criticisms I've had of him, this yep. makes that vote in 2016 automatically worthwhile. I agree with that. Yeah. I got to credit the justices, the justices who were betrayed by someone on their own staff or perhaps multiple people. They withstood public pressure. They withstood the threats. They did the right thing according to the law. I got to credit that. Yep. On that point, we still don't know who the leaker is. And I anticipate. I can't believe it. I I I don't think we're ever going to know. Yeah, we probably never will. Uh, Which means what? No accountability, which means what? No trust on the court. And if you're the sort of person who looks at a decision like this and whines about perceived Supreme court partisanship, well, take note on this. How am I supposed to reach across the ideological aisle? I know the court doesn't have an aisle, but you get what I mean. How am I supposed to make cross ideological friends when I know that you guys are looking to betray me professionally and send protesters to my house? If I don't agree with you, you want a unified, fair, impartial court. There has to be accountability on this. And yet we're probably just going to forget about it. And lastly, consider this the official week of Clarence Thomas's revenge. Don't forget, uh, Joe Biden personally oversaw the smearing of Clarence Thomas when Joe chaired the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, during Thomas's confirmation hearing in 1991. And Thomas was smeared as a sexual abuser, as we've come to expect today. Much like Kavanaugh, they threw him under the bus to try Mm -hmm. to discredit him to protect their sacred cow of abortion and Roe v. Wade. And now 30 years later, after sitting mostly quietly for those three decades, Thomas became activated and achieved (laughs) his revenge and his justice. And that... (laughs) That is just a beautiful thing to watch. So for all of those reasons, just take it a moment to enjoy the moment. And I hope that everybody else does, too. But do you want to rain on that parade? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll do that. So in terms of uh, logistically, I'm not really sure if this is, go- as we talked about before the show, I'm not sure that this is going to reduce the number of abortions. It's certainly not going to increase the number of abortions, uh, but people are still going to get them by traveling to other states. And then we're, we're already seeing all of these companies that are going to um, pay to send to send their How's that for to other a twist? States. Like they're just saving on maternity <clears throat> leave by paying women to go kill right. their children instead. Fucked up, right? And I think that we're also <laughs> going to see that from the government. I think that in government yeah. positions, we're going to see that, which we'll talk about later. Um, so although uh, this is a state's rights issue and it is a moral issue, I, I do believe that it's more of a symbolic victory in terms of number of abortions. Um, I see. Also, I think that the left is going to levy this for midterms. And the public outrage on the left is um, definitely going to be helpful for yeah. their cause and uh, to mobilize voters. I can see your point that it may that the raw count may not uh, reduce. May, we'll have to see how it develops. But and I understand the perspective of saying the real win would would be saying that this is not done anywhere in our country, period. I, I get that. However, this is a start, though. This yeah, the, truly is a start, especially the, for gay marriage, contraception, all of these constitutional issues that were supposedly implied, but clearly weren't. Yeah, um, this is a step in the right direction. Uh, and I, I am glad. I mean, truly, maybe God will stop smiting our, our country for our flagrant <laughs> at, degeneracy, at least for our lifetime. He'll get our children, though. He'll uh, have his revenge. <laughs> then. Sorry, yeah. guys. That's all I got, um, though. That's that. 
that's all the, the only thing that I can really say. Yeah. And on that point about all the other uh, substantive due process rights, maybe I'll save that for a moment here because I'll talk about that. I, I, I just posted a video yesterday breaking down the opinion. So I'm not going to go through it in great detail because I don't I don't need to repeat myself. You can go watch that if you want the detailed breakdown on all the different pieces of the opinion. But the but Thomas Thomas's uh, concurrence has turned out to be the most interesting piece. Not that Alito's majority opinion is not, but the majority opinion from Alito is nearly identical to what mm-hmm. leaked last month. Alito did add a few sections to respond to the dissent and to Roberts' sort of concurrence in part, dissent in part. But the fundamental reasoning from Alito and the majority is identical, and it goes like this: In case you forgot, uh, have forgotten, the Constitution does not mention abortion, obviously. According to Supreme Court precedent on substantive due process, as we were discussing, or rights that are implied by the 14th Amendment's due process clause, those rights, according to that analysis, substantive uh, substantive due process analysis, must be historically rooted in our country's history and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. There's no history or implication with abortion. At the time of Roe in 1973, over half the states banned abortion in all cases at all times except for uh, to protect the life of the mother. So without right. explicit mention or qualification as an implied right, uh, abortion is uh, not in the Constitution. Things that aren't in the Constitution are left to the states and to the people. So that's the reasoning that is the official uh, reasoning that strikes down Roe versus Wade and returns the issue to the states. But some notes about what the other justices had to say. John Roberts joined in uh, only in allowing the Mississippi law to stand Roberts said he would have over uh, he would not have overturned the right to an abortion that Roe established and Casey sort of modified. Uh, He believes Roe and Casey are correct in identifying that right. He would have replaced the viability standard that Casey established. So you states could restrict abortion after viability, but not before was the general idea with a, quote, reasonable opportunity to choose standards. So the new constitutional standard, according to Roberts, was women must be given a reasonable opportunity to choose. And he would have uh, upheld the Mississippi law on that basis. So Roberts just wanted to replace old made-up nonsense with new made-up nonsense. New made-up nonsense, yeah. Yeah. Thomas's concurrence, that's where it gets spicy, as you were referencing. Thomas said that the theory of substantive due process is wrong in its entirety and should be scrapped. And the majority opinion that Alito wrote grants substantive due process or these implied rights, but says abortion is not one of those implied rights. Thomas says, no, there are no implied rights. Uh, the Constitution says what it says. Everything else is, is a state's issue. Now, that matters, as you were as you were explaining, because that would undo the previously identified and protected constitutional rights to contraception, gay marriage, gay sex, all sorts of things that have been interpreted through this framework. And people- Do leftists actually believe that without these things being expressly written in the Constitution or at least ordained subsequently, that they'll actually lose the rights to do these things? I don't do, they, know. do they not understand a, this has just become a state's issue? We'll get into some of the reactions, and it's hard to tell who's a moron and who's trying to deceive. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, that, that's exactly it. They love to fear monger about this. Oh, you know, Justice Thomas, he wants to nullify your marriage and he wants to break into your bedroom and steal all your condoms or whatever. No, the question is if does the constitution actually talk about these things? And if it doesn't, shouldn't it be just up to you and your neighbors to decide? And if you do a bad job deciding, you can move to the other state or you can correct that issue within your state and the democratic process within it. 
the fear mongering has been incredibly yeah. effective, especially amongst minority communities. So I was I was looking at this, and the first thing I thought was like, "Wow, how many black babies are going to be saved?" Because people in uh, poor communities are not going to be able to travel across state lines to get abortions, and so this is going to disproportionately save the lives of black people. But everybody's calling it a racist decision. I, I saw Michael Malice tweet. Uh, Put simply, I am in favor of overturning Roe v. Wade because Black Lives Matter. That was <laughs> exactly. Kind of on point, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, the, the fear mongering has been is really effective in leftist communities. Another, I think it was Tim Young or who tweeted it? I, I can't remember, but someone tweeted another great one, which was like, I, I feel like it's a good time to remind everyone that leftists said it was terrible for uh, for Kyle Rittenhouse to cross state lines to <laughs> murder people. Right now, yeah. that's the foremost right to protect the exactly. right to cross state yeah. lines to commit murder. Anyway, Kavanaugh also had a concurrence. He just emphasized the decision does not ban abortion. It returns it to the states to decide uh, the dissent from Breyer, Sotomayor and Kagan. Breyer wrote it. Sotomayor and Kagan signed on. It's it's literally just a policy paper. You read yeah. it and it is just uh they just talk about how much they love abortion, how bad it'll be without abortion on demand. They make no attempt at legal or constitutional reasoning other than to say, hey, the court said this once, so it's precedent, as though the court can't be wrong and hasn't been overturned in the past. So that's the substance of the decision. As far as where we stand on the state of state laws right now, uh, in some states, it's already it's already gone. So in some states, the, the practice of the legal termination of uh, the unborn already out the door after 50 years. Uh, many states had automatic trigger laws ready for this right. very event. <clears throat> Others are responding with legislation in progress. According to a Reuters analysis, 22 states are now set to outlaw the procedure. Some are already in effect. Uh, some are already under bans because of those trigger laws, and some of those trigger laws take effect 30 days after the decision. Some have uh, trigger laws that take effect after quote unquote certification of the Dobbs decision. I'm not exactly sure what that means, uh, but that's more or less immediate. As far as I understand, the decision is final now. There's no, I don't know what the certification is that they're referring to, but that's what this analysis says. And this map that Reuters has is supposed to be scary. Oh, look at all these evil purple States where you're not going to be able to get an abortion anymore. At least it's going to be more restricted than it was, but it shows what it shows the intended design of the country. It shows States handling this issue for themselves, just as they would handle any other issue of criminal law. You could make a same the same map with issues like the death penalty or how states handle crimes like murder in general or how they punish any uh, list of crimes. That's the intended design. It's not supposed to be some scary thing. That's that's how this ought to work. <sighs> and just like uh, the left wing on the court itself, Democrats uh, appear to be left with arguments that all amount to something like, I like abortion, and so abortion access <laughs> right. should be federally mandated. Almost never are you going to hear these people uh, argue the constitutional and the legal points of the court's opinion because those points are nearly inarguable. You can have this debate between Thomas and Alito about, well, are there truly implied rights? Should there be? Was that the intent? To say that even if you grant the premise of implied rights to, to remember the abortion right was an implication of an implication. It was a game mm -hmm. of leapfrog. They said privacy is an implied right by virtue of the fourth and other other pieces of the constitution. And from privacy, we infer abortion, even though that doesn't make it like I can grant the premise that the privacy of your home seems to be an implied concept of right. the constitution. 
how does the privacy of your home or property imply the privacy to terminate? Like if I, again, the classic example, if I murder my wife privately in the other room, is, is that not a state? That's, that's, I was constitutionally protected because that was a, that was a private matter. How privacy protects this sort of thing is a whole, uh, just an absolute uh, pile of nonsense. But um, so just the, the legal arguments that they try to grasp for don't really make a lot of sense. There aren't a lot to work with. So you just get kind of uh, grasping at straws and incoherent rage. And there were so many amazing blue check tweets over the weekend. I could not mm-hmm. look away from Twitter Friday, you know, into into yesterday and into today. I could do a whole half hour segment on the on the highlights, but I have to acknowledge the queen of the amazing blue check takes. And that's uh, actress Bette Midler, who tweeted all caps on Friday. Get ready, gays. You're next. (laughs) Which. Well, she's not wrong. I get what she means. (laughs) I I do get what she means. Okay, Um, But it does make it sound like she's on some kind of homosexual killing spree. And that's why I like it. Out of context, out of context. Uh, And of course, you know, even if you you want to talk about what Thomas said, Thomas is the only guy who signed on to that perspective on the court. The rest of the justices, uh, the rest of the five who voted to overturn uh, Roe v. Wade signed on to the idea that there are actually implied rights in the Constitution, including the right to marriage and the right to gay marriage at least they said that explicitly obergefell the gay marriage case not Mm -hmm. uh, jeopardized by this decision that was part of the majority decision they said so outright um but anyway um some other mistaken themes of democrat or progressive reactions there's this claim that the court has uh never taken a right away democrats keep repeating this line saying this something like this has never happened before as in removing a so-called right from constitutional protection. That was the, a central point that Biden made in his speech to uh, or his speech at the White House on Friday. The court has done what it has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that it had already been recognized. In fact, the court laid out state laws criminalizing abortion that go back to the 1800s as rationale. The court literally taking America back 150 years. But it doesn't mean the fight's over. The only way we can secure a woman's right to choose is for Congress to restore the protections of Roe v. Wade as federal law. And if Congress, as it appears, lacks the votes to do that now, voters need to make their voices heard. I don't even understand. Is he saying that all laws from the 1850s are presumed outdated and invalid? I understand that times change, but there were murder laws. should all be uh, federal issues. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a strange argument. Not a great answer, but uh, Biden, I will give credit where due. He did follow his instructions perfectly as the note card he was given said uh, directed him to do. He did not sniff any kids and he did not <laughs> fall off a bike at this that's all any speech. note card says. No kid sniffing. So by his standards, he's actually doing pretty well. I, I don't want to be too hard on him. But uh, to his point about they've never taken away a right before. Okay, first of all, nothing was taken away. The so-called right to an abortion was falsely inserted into the Constitution by activist judges. The actual right, which is explicitly stated, the right uh, the right of the states and the people to decide these issues, that was taken away by Roe. And it's now been restored. A right has mm-hmm. been 
a constitutional right has been restored through this decision. That's the that's the proper way to describe it. But beyond mischaracterizing what happened here, uh, Biden is just wrong that similar things have never happened before. The 1905 case of Lochner versus New York struck down labor laws by inferring a constitutional right to contract again through a substantive due process theory uh, through the 14th Amendment. Now, under that precedent, the court struck down a whole bunch of labor laws for years, minimum wage laws, maximum hours laws, uh, and other working conditions laws. And that lasted until 1937 when the court overturned Lochner and other cases, or at least limited the scope of economic substantive due process rights. Similarly, in 1990, the court overturned a prior First Amendment standard that allowed for religious exemptions to generally applicable uh, laws. This was a case where I forget the exact facts of it, but uh, but it was it was Oregon state workers, I think, who wanted to who wanted to smoke peyote or something like that. <laughs> what, they wanted to they wanted to consume a particular drug because they said they had a it was a, a religious ritual for them. And even though Oregon state's rules weren't religiously discriminatory, they claimed they were being that their their free exercise of their religion was was being uh, curtailed because they weren't allowed to consume this particular drug. Anyway. Two examples right there of, of a a constitutional right, at least as the court had interpreted it, being either removed or curtailed or modified. This has happened before. They just lie and say it never has. And at the end of the clip, you heard Biden say that the court, <laughs> the line we heard earlier, the court doesn't have the final say. People are going to decide this by voting. Yes, that's correct. Now, I actually don't think that this is the role of the federal government in any capacity. If, if Congress wants to pass a law to codify Roe v. Wade, I have similar constitutional questions about that. But at least that's a uh, democratic or representative process that's closer to what the Constitution prescribes than Roe v. Wade is. Uh, right. If you actually care about constitutional republic or democracy, why would you want a body of unelected lifetime appointee officials to be arbitrarily making policy decisions or at least based on their own personal yeah wins. i saw like, david why hogg, on earth would you want that i saw david hogg tweet that exact point uh, if you can't call unelected nine unelected people making policy for the whole country tyranny i don't know what is tyranny like okay they're Are not you listening make, to yourself they're not making policy for the whole country uh, anyway uh okay so so biden makes this point that hey the court doesn't have the final say uh voters do and that's um, that's a similar point that that Elizabeth Warren makes. She had this hilarious interview on CNN explaining how mad she is that, yeah, the people are going to decide the issue. Look, I am spitting mad over this. We have six extremist justices on the United States Supreme Court who have decided that their moral and religious views should be imposed on the rest of America. This is not what America wants. And in a democracy on this issue, the Supreme Court does not get the last word the people do. Correct. Are you listening to yourself? Yeah. Did you read I the decision? Agree. Yeah. Harvard law professor lady. Did you? Okay. Okay. That, uh, that is exactly what the decision says. So why she opposes the decision? I, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. She also tweeted. Uh, yeah, she tweeted the same thing. 
yesterday. She released a plan with uh, Senator Tina Smith of Minnesota. The Supreme Court doesn't get the final say on abortion. The American people do. As though the court disagrees with you on that point. We're all in agreement here. What's the problem? You also heard Warren accuse the court of imposing religion or their own morality (laughs) on others. Again, tell me all the different ways in which you did not read the decision. The opinion says nothing about whether the justices believe abortion is moral or not. Right. Right or not. The opinion says nothing about faith-based opposition to abortion. I don't think it makes a single religious reference other than to say, to acknowledge the exact point that she's making, which is, guess what? There are widely divergent and sincerely held views about abortion. In fact, the first sentence that Alito opens with is that abortion presents a profound moral question on which Americans hold widely varying views. It's also the thought that he closes with. Abortion presents a profound moral question. Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Rowan Casey irrigated this authority. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives. That's not Alito saying I asked Jesus and he said, you guys are bad. So screw you saying by all means have at it. Consult your own conscience and your neighbor's conscience. Decide this for yourself. It's not mine to decide for you. Yep. Kavanaugh also said the same thing in in concurrence for for a guy imposing his morality on others. His concurrence reads the issue before the court, however, is not the policy or morality of abortion. The issue before this court is what the Constitution says about abortion on the question on the question of abortion. uh, The Constitution is therefore neither pro-life nor pro-choice. The Constitution is neutral and leaves the issue for the people in their uh, and their elected representatives to resolve through the Democratic process and if this is the court imposing morality or religion well how do you explain california or new york did they forget to impose there is that (laughs) right oh shit we forgot the ones that needed the most imposing (laughs) oh my gosh a couple more here uh the other point that 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 is uh raised frequently is is that the court has somehow contradicted uh itself this is a big um I, i guess it's a gotcha moment this week Made by a lot of uh, of your typical suspects. But here's an example from uh, former Solicitor General Neil Katyal, as in the former guy who was the federal government's lawyer before the Supreme Court. Again, coming from Harvard Law Professor Elizabeth right. Warren, former Solicitor General Neil Guy, whose name I can't pronounce. These these aren't like you know armchair analysts in the same way that we are. These are people who had very prestigious legal jobs and i'm supposed to believe that they just are stupid and don't understand they have to be trying to deceive that's the only explanation anyway um so he tweets on thursday night it's gonna be very this is before the decision was released the Roe decision or dom's decision Uh, it's gonna be very weird if the supreme court ends a constitutional right to obtain an abortion next week saying it should be left to the states to decide Mm -hmm. right after it just imposed a constitutional right to concealed carry of firearms saying it cannot be left up to the states to decide. Nancy Pelosi made a nearly identical point when she reacted to the decision on Friday. Such a contradiction. Yesterday, the the states cannot make laws governing the constitutional right to bear arms. And today, they're saying the exact reverse, that the states can overturn a constitutional right for 50 years, a constitutional right for a woman having the right to choose. The hypocrisy is raging. 
<laughs> That's not at all what happened. She also looks genuinely stressed out by this. Maybe she'll die. She did look uh, she did look pretty bothered. Mm. Yeah. Not that she's uh, excellent at the podium at all times, but she did look a little frazzled. We're getting a lot of opinions about this from postmenopausal women. Hmm. Yet I hear from feminists all the time, like, you shouldn't opine if you're a man. Yeah. Well, why should you opine if you can't get pregnant? You're as worthless to me as a gay man on this opinion. <laughs> Fair point, I suppose. Uh, to the To the point about this alleged contradiction or hypocrisy. The simple and correct explanation being, well, one of these, one of these things is not like the other. One of these things is an explicitly uh, outline, an explicitly in, mentioned in the constitutional right. That yeah. being your Second Amendment rights to bear arms uh, shall not be infringed. By the way, the language on that one. The other is uh, made up by taking hallucinogens and looking at the emanations and penumbras like they're looking at one of those three D optical <laughs> illusions or something. That's how they found the right to an abortion. But since we're going to play this hypocrite game, OK, well, let's play the hypocrite game, because the only way the Second Amendment doesn't apply to the states is if you reject the incorporation doctrine, the idea that the that the 14th Amendment makes the federal constitution's Bill of Rights applicable to the states. That's the theory that we're operating under uh, in the in the gun rights case that we'll get to. Now, if you reject that in favor of states rights to regulate guns, that's fine. I actually am kind of interested in and sympathetic with that argument. But you must also then favor states' rights to regulate abortion. You want to play the hypocrite game? Explain that. Pick one. You might have some questions about whether the incorporation doctrine is correct or not. But the position that one is an explicit constitutional right and the other is not is perfectly consistent. The nonsense position that states should be free to deny your constitutional Second Amendment rights, but also uh, enforce made up nonsense abortion rights that aren't even in there. That's the true hypocrite contradictory position. Now, uh, of course, a favorite argument among the abortion supporters is that, uh, you know, if a kid is going to be born into poverty or any other unfortunate circumstance, it's best to kill him beforehand. And Congresswoman Ayanna Presley made that argument on MSNBC with a little bit of a twist. How could we force women to bear children in a country with a baby formula shortage? And then fellow Congresswoman Jackie Spear joined the segment to say uh, that the court is at war with your rights, so you better armor up. And we could be talking about forced birth nah. in a country that does not have paid leave, that does not have childcare, on the heels of a baby formula shortage. I absolutely believe that they are on a path to a ban contraception to affect trans persons in terms of their rights, to ban same-sex marriages, and have an effect on LGBTQ rights in this country. Um, there is a war out there, and we need to recognize that we've got to armor up. Okay. Sounds kind of insurrection, <sighs> but... My God, a lack of implied right doesn't mean that you don't have uh, any right, that you don't have human rights. You don't get human rights from the Constitution. I don't think that these people really understand... What's going on here? Well, it is the great debate. Uh, dumb or deceitful? And probably a mix of both. A mix of both. Yeah. But yeah, if, to Presley's point, if a pregnant woman walks down the uh, target aisle and sees formula is out at the moment, the correct conclusion is kill that kid. Because yeah. <laughs> the shortage <laughs> the shortage has a very low likelihood of killing that kid after that kid is born. We might as well just get it over with. An abortion Kill. has a 100% chance of killing. It. I, I think the I think the formula shortage, uh, the likelihood of death is a little lower, though. I agree <laughs> it's a problem we should solve. 
Yeah. You know, it's conservatives who hate poor people, by the way. Conservatives hate poor people. But also, if a child could be born into poverty, you should Kill murder it, it beforehand. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, conservatives hate black people too, but also we should have more abortions in the black. <laughs> and you heard Jackie Spear there use that uh, militaristic armor up for the war language that uh, is insurrectionist in other contexts. Maxine Waters said something similar outside the court uh, as well. She says, we'll just defy the court. Uh, we're not going to listen. You ain't seen nothing yet. Women are going to control their bodies no matter how they try and stop us. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Women will be in control of their bodies. And if they think black women are intimidated or afraid, they got another thought coming. Black women will be out in droves. Okay. Okay. So despite any racial stereotypes that may exist, nobody thinks that black women are easily intimidated. Nobody on the planet. Uh, that, I, yeah, I don't think that was the position of the court. You're right. Nope. Uh, totally wasn't. Um, <laughs> that's an insane position to take. Also, couldn't we criminalize um, uh, illegal abortion now? Uh, what do you mean? Women that uh, if, that say that they've had back alley abortions, things like uh. that. Couldn't we criminalize that? Well, that's it's going to depend on what the states, uh, the laws look like. So a lot of the as far as I understand what the laws uh, that are taking effect now. Most they're mostly about punishing the provider of the service, as in the doctor. I don't know what would happen if it was a self-conducted abortion. I, I don't know what the uh, laws would have to say about that. No. What if you go to some uh, back alley person that that just does your abortion, or what if they start with this like parsley tea thing again? We could we could really criminalize this. Truly. I'm pretty sure that would be criminalized. It's the person. I don't know. I guess I would I would need uh, someone with better understanding of these laws to explain to me. Very but good. Uh, but this her, her point about defying the court, the court's sitting there saying, yeah, please defy us. That's the whole point. <laughs> defy us all you like. What, what's the problem here? What do you mean? They didn't tell her to do anything. They didn't tell California to do anything. They said, by all means, California, by all means, Maxine's district, do whatever you damn well please with this issue. I have no idea what does she think Sam Alito is personally going to go to California and stop the sort of. uh, Well, they won't be. I guess they won't be back alley in the in the (laughs) in the abortion utopia of California. They'll be pristine, uh, pristine hospital procedures. And Sam Alito is going to go in there and stop them. Is that what she thinks? But that he's going to yeah, get defied yeah, totally. when he gets there. Great. California is going to be known for its homeless population and its abortion, you know, providing abortions. Oh, they were already advertising that previously that they were going yeah, to saw, pay people to, yeah, come. people to and come. And I think there. there were some other states doing that, too. It'll be a tourism industry. Let's see. Uh, the, the most significant event of protest over the weekend, because um, I guess they are going to even though defying doesn't make much sense, they're going to go out and they're going to. They're going to defy nonetheless. And like I said earlier, I really expected catastrophic scenes. I expected stuff on fire. I expect I expected things blowing up. And there's a little bit of that. But I really expected like summer of love mm-hmm. type stuff. And there's still time. It's only been a couple of days. There has been some violence. I, I don't want to overlook that. Uh, but I don't want to overstate it either. As much as much as they've screeched leading up to this date, the reaction has not lived up to the screeching in my estimation. But there have been a few events, the most significant of which I think was uh, this uh, protest or banging the the air quotes insurrection that happened at the Arizona State Capitol building. 
protesters approached the uh, Capitol building after several Arizona abortion providers said they have paused abortion services because of the lack of legal clarity. There's apparently some confusion about whether the state's law that existed before Roe, which banned abortion, is now still in effect. They, they banned abortion before 1973. Roe came down. There was some kind of injunction placed against the law. And the question is, does that injunction have to be lifted or is the law back in effect? The abortion providers are saying, I don't want to touch that. I'm moving on to a new job. I'm not doing this anymore. That's what the protesters are mad about. There was an active legislative session inside uh, inside the Capitol, apparently unrelated to abortion, just some other legislative business being conducted. And protesters began banging on the doors and windows uh, of the building. Police dispersed tear gas or uh, deployed tear gas to disperse the crowd. And the legislators inside the building had to pause their business and seek shelter. So here's your tear gas. Please listen. We are going to recess. We're going into recess right now, okay? We have a security problem outside. Members, please go to... Please go... Stop. We're recessed. I saw some claims that some of these people breached the actual building, but I've seen no evidence of that personally. I've not seen uh, people inside. So if that uh, does exist, I'll, I'll be happy to take a look at it. But weak protest, man, when chicks organize something, it's just never as <laughs> maybe that's yeah. the problem. Maybe you, maybe you've nailed it. Maybe that's the issue. Did you see it? Like every girl out there looked like Billie Eilish. That one girl was like, oh, the tear gas. No. <laughs> <laughs> Despite. Uh, well, so after they were uh, dispersed, <laughs> the protesters reportedly moved on to vandalize nearby monuments outside the Capitol. And despite that reported vandalism, uh, police say there were no injuries or arrests throughout this entire event. So whatever happened, not a lot of accountability administered, at least yet. Uh, Meanwhile, activists uh, in mostly, if not exclusively, leftist cities were out to demand that their existing leftist policy remain intact, which is exactly what the court says should happen. Here are a couple clips of protesters blocking traffic in the uh, on the L.A. Uh, the L.A. interstate later at night. They actually launched fireworks at police. And then in Seattle, protesters marched uh, down the streets as well. This decision must not stand. Legal abortion and on demand. that uh clip from seattle was from local reporter jonathan cho uh, Cho or chu i'm not sure but um that's the same guy who's been chased around by dairy poppins in recent (laughs) weeks so i always want to give him a shout out 
Gosh, uh, this is such a weird psychological thing at play because it, these women that are protesting are protesting this. It's manifested psychologically because like nobody wants to fuck them. Hmm. And so there's some strange thing. Like, why do you care so much? Nobody wants to have sex with you anyway. Did you see that chick at the end? Uh, I, well, you know, I like to think that even for the worst of women, there's always a guy willing, but that would be a tall order, that particular young lady. I, yeah. Yeah. I doubt there are a lot of suitors, <clears throat> to your point. And like, no one wants to fuck Bette Miller or Maxine Waters. <laughs> well, their time has expired if there ever was a time. Yes, certainly. But uh, but yeah, to, to the point that you were bringing up too about, I think the people like Warren and Neil wants his face, the Solicitor General, they're accomplished lawyers. They know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They're deceiving for the purpose of sowing unrest. Right. These morons on the street, I don't think really understand what they're understand. doing. They're out there in Seattle or L.A. literally chanting, what do we want? The current policy. When do we want it? <laughs> it's already in place. Yeah. 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 You get pregnant in Seattle right now. Tell me what is going to change. Do they think they're saving the women of Alabama or Mississippi who mostly disagree with them and they consider to be backward hicks anyway? Yeah. Is that what this is about? (sighs) Well, um, there aren't a lot of reports of arrests. There was apparently a significant attack on an Oregon pro-life pregnancy center where 10 people were arrested. I did see that. And then there was also uh, a couple of arrests in L.A., but one guy was charged with attempted murder of an L.A. police officer or several L.A. police officers after he allegedly, according to the story, quote, threw a makeshift flamethrower at them. His name is Michael Ortiz. Now, I wasn't exactly sure what makeshift flamethrower refers to. There is video and it sounds it looks like kind of what it sounds like. It's an it looks like an aerosol can then ignited that he you know, tried to get cops with. Uh, I don't have the clip for you to see, but it is in the deadline story. It's just four seconds long. So people can see a visual here, but it, it looks like an aerosol can then ignited. And apparently this burned an officer or two. So, and they're holding him on a million dollars bond, this guy. So they are actually throwing the book at this particular individual. Hmm. So uh, apparently at least why. one officer burned says the story. Now, as far as the absolute ideological madness and, frankly, the evil of um, some of these people out protesting, there's no shortage, but I did want to highlight two illuminating examples. Uh, outside of the court, I think both of these images are outside of the Supreme Court itself. A woman with her children holding a sign that says, quote, don't force this on anyone. Oh, those poor kids. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, as, as though your children are punishment, you know, it's even even in the worst times where your kids are annoying. Like, do you consider them punishment? That's such a bizarre perspective. Uh, and two, as though anybody forced them on you, you consented to their creation, unless you're saying that they were both conceived by rape, which I don't think you are. And then another she might be saying that. I don't know. Well, maybe <laughs> again, look at this woman. You say that, you know, uh, t- to my point. There are male suitors for everyone. Look at this chick. She, you know, twice. Oof. Those are two <laughs> round individuals. Three times. They have three kids. Well, yeah. See, I didn't. <clears throat> I'm not sure. It, the, the caption here says standing outside with her two kids. So is the guy beside her, her husband? I, I don't know. I don't know who exactly is who. Look at that weak chinned fellow. I'm telling you, there's some correlation between a weak chinned man and like low testosterone. But his like, beard is nice. 
What about that? I, I just don't, I don't understand who would allow their woman to do this. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not taking my, I'm not going to allow my wife to take my kids out on the street and say, don't force this on anyone. No, yeah. we're not doing that. Yeah. Not that this she next would, one is even, of course, even worse. I would never have to intervene because such a thing would never even be proposed in the first place. But, but yeah, this next one, as you said, again, outside the court, uh, this woman looks to be six, seven months along at least. And on her pregnant belly, not yet a human. Apparently it's the, uh, the alien, the little alien from the movie is inside of her or something like that. Good Lord. Well, we can't trust women to police the situation. So we just have to help men not stick their dick in crazy anymore. <laughs> Somebody knock this chick up. Who, who we, did this? We should be doing our part better. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I agree. Now, uh, last point on the abortion stuff, and this, this is going to come up in the gun stuff too, but, um, this is much more alarming in a subtle way than a lot of the street reaction and even a lot of the political reaction. This is the reaction of the Justice Department under the leadership of supposed principal rule of law moderate Merrick Garland uh, for both the uh, Dobbs abortion decision and the Bruin gun rights decision that we'll get to. Garland's Justice Department issued press releases opposing the decisions from the Supreme Court. For this Dobbs abortion case, the DOJ says it it strongly disagrees with the ruling and uh, the ruling will burden people of color and poor people the most. And that the DOJ will continue to work to protect and expand reproductive freedom. No, that is just straight up political advocacy. That's not law enforcement. As far as I'm aware, and I invite if people have seen otherwise, please do send it my way because I want to know if this is correct. I'm not aware of the Justice Department openly saying in the past, Supreme Court decisions are wrong. I'm not aware of that being a thing in the past. Garland is saying it outright. We don't care what the law is. We are operating according to what we want the law to be. That's politics. That's not law enforcement. And it's uh, it's it's completely unaccountable to the Constitution and to the people. So. That is really underrated dangerous stuff to me in terms of the reaction here. And then I didn't know what to make of this. Maybe you can explain it to me, but the Pentagon appears to be trying to undermine this ruling too. Right. I think it's going to be a Netflix situation where they're actually helping them out um, or helping women get abortions across state lines. Okay. So the Pentagon working to ensure there's so much shifty language in this. The Defense Department continues to allow access to abortion following Roe v. Wade. Uh, Lloyd Austin said on Friday after the court's decision that, quote, nothing is more important to me or to this department than the health and well-being of our service members, civilian workforce, and Department of Defense families. I'm committed to taking care of our people and ensuring the readiness and resilience of our force. Um, the Department of Defense doesn't have any specific policy announcements at this point. Um But they did say female troops seeking the procedure already face steep hurdles to getting the care they need. They cannot get abortions at military uh, medical facilities and federal law also prevents troops from using their TRICARE health insurance to cover the cost of the procedures at private facilities unless the life of the mother is at risk due to the Hyde Amendment. So I think that there's going to be some sort of crafty way that they can legally finance this. Yeah, I hadn't even forgotten about that. Some kind of allowance. The Hyde Amendment? Well, I was, yeah, because I was thinking, okay, they're trying to get around, like, let's say you're stationed in Georgia. Georgia now restricts abortion. They want right. to send you to, I don't know, to send you uh, up to Illinois or something like that to get it. I had completely forgotten that as a matter of federal law, the Hyde Amendment, 
you can't even finance that. It's not just the issue of where do you send them. You can't finance you that. You can't right. pay for that. But you could um, stipulate some kind of commensurate reduction. Oh, my God. Or increase in, in pay. Abortion or in bonuses. Stipend or something. <laughs> like you could do that, couldn't you? Watch them do this. Watch them do that. This is... Un- we know we know the current state of our military leadership. We've watched them talk about uh, critical race theory and all the other nonsense. This would be par for the course. This wouldn't even be surprising. Right. I mean, of course, of the thing. natural solution is to not allow women in any of these military positions. Well, you put men and women together in a lot of these situations and, and pregnancies are just inevitably going to result too. like that. That's that's just biology. You know, we, we'd like to have people maybe be more disciplined. But at the end of the day, that is a biological reality you put men and women together stuff happens hey it didn't used to be like this men used to be able to keep it in their pants yeah but we also didn't well we didn't create these situations to these situations resulting in pregnancy in the military were fewer and farther between than i think they are now you know but all of this stemmed from the sexual revolution yeah all of this um yeah men are gonna have to figure this out women are clearly out of control well, just like the Supreme Court did with the uh, double backhand this weekend, men need to get it together and <laughs> reintroduce themselves to the backhand if we have any hope of saving this country. Yep. Okay. That is all that I have to say on the abortion case and the reaction over the weekend. I could probably say more, but there's so much more to talk about that I'll have to keep it moving. Did you have any uh, additional thoughts on it? No, I, I, I can't believe that I've I've lived to see this day. I just thought never and now that it's happened, I'm like, well, the material consequence of this is not going to be as earth shaking as I had hoped or anticipated, but it's still nice to get a win, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I hate the term historic because it's been. Uh, it truly is. And it, it historic. is. And <laughs> historic, which I also hate. <laughs> but, you know, everything's historic. Uh, historic day yeah. for this progressive issue. This is a historic day and weekend for. Uh, the moral uh, issue of at least not forcing people to go along with these uh, legally sanctioned terminations of the unborn, even if it's happening in the next state over, at least you're not forced to participate or look past that in your state. That's a major win. And just as a matter of who has the power in this country, again, it's, it's kind of the thought I wanted to close the video with that I posted yesterday no matter the issue, and abortion is one that people are rightly fired up about, and I understand why. It's it's a very important issue. But if you're mad that that power has been returned to you and your state on any political issue, you have been programmed. You have been programmed by the powers that be to believe that it would be better for them to manage political power on your behalf than it would be for you to manage political power with your neighbors. With your neighbors, yeah. And, you're seeking too much broad power yeah. for it to be manageable. Um, something I didn't say before that that is definitely going to be a positive outcome of this if states are uh, you know, going to truly uphold this, it's going to disincentivize people like Californians from moving to states like Idaho. Yes. Like if you are genuinely concerned <laughs> that you can't have an abortion here, although you could just yeah. travel 30 minutes to Washington, I, I don't think that this is the right place well, in Idaho, I think Idaho's legal status is trigger law that takes effect in 30 days. So hustle up if you're in Idaho. The clock is yeah. ticking. Yeah, um, really. Montana, because I, I I share the uh, wish that I could discourage coastal people from moving here. Montana apparently has a a row copy, like a, a, a the same sort of case 
uh, as Roe went through the Montana State Supreme Court. And we also have a state constitutional right to abortion. From what I understand, created or inserted into the Montana Constitution in much the same way that Roe did it with the federal constitution. So we have our own mini Roe battle to handle here now in a state that I think has a legislature and a governor that certainly is going to prioritize clearing that court case now, now that the federal issue has been cleaned up. Well, I hope this is as positive a development as you seem to think that it is. Oh, it and is. And I hope that millions of babies are saved. I truly do. And the gun rights issue, which we'll get to. We should take a break, though, because it's top of the hour. I also think that's a major win. Yep. Uh, Long Don John, mainstream pushback against child drag events, Supreme Court protecting gun rights and throwing out Roe. This has been the best Pride Month ever. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about the gays because of all the good news. Um, Slosher, six justices voted uh, to strike down Roe, but the party of tolerance and inclusion has only been attacking one. Funny seeing racial slurs trend on Twitter. I know. Oh, yeah. The hard R and everything. This Uncle Tom thing, yeah. Uncle Clarence is the nice thing that they're saying about him. I've seen field N-word, house N-word, which... Aren't field N-words and house N-words uh, totally different. different things? How can he yeah. be both? Right. Isn't the know. house N-word the, the positive? He said the N-word. Word. House N-word is the N-word you... Well, I don't know. That, that's that's the N-word with we the We need posh. to ask Bill Maher. That's right. He is the expert. The house N-word is the one with the easiest lifestyle. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you heard it here. Skag thinks that slaves had easy lifestyles. Easiest compared to the uh, oh, field oh, N-word. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Robin D. Banks, Matt and I once made love. He hit me with his own Clarence Thomas-style double bitch slap, dedicating all five <laughs> fingers on each cheek. Couldn't control his goon either. Looks like I'm keeping it. What goon? I don't even know what that is. What? His, he's talking about how he got impreg- She, actually. She got impregnated, presumably. Oh, is goon? What does goon mean? <coughs> I don't know. Maybe it was. Um, I'll consult Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary lies. They're rarely correct. All right. Uh, she also said uh, Justice Thomas unleashed his pen. Stay trapped or get clapped. Thoughts patrolled on Boshans. Fago orange sodas. You're next <laughs> to the right wing. I love y'all. I can't orange, say this. Orange sodas. Orange sodas are a gay thing now. Is that true? Is he talking about grape sodas being a black thing? I don't know. Well, I thought it was uh Fago orange soda. Isn't that a particular man? I'm so behind all the references. This is it's embarrassing. <sighs> me neither. Let me see. I'm giving up on goon, but yeah, there's a, there's a orange soda called Fago like Diego Fago, but this is F A Y G O. Huh? Yeah. Mr. Doing stuff and things. You two inspired me to get married last year. Now my wife is being forced to carry our baby to term by the Supreme Court. JK, we're excitedly and nervous, <laughs> nervously expecting in November. Thank you both. Congratulations. Well, that's, that's so amazing. Great. Congrats. I uh, appreciate the. Uh, well, if I mean, if we encourage you to get married, man, that's a that's a huge honor. So thank you. Um, and uh, all the best with parenthood. That's exciting. Uh, I bought PN as always. No note. Thank you, sir. Daniel thank Fungle. you. I the expected riots regarding Roe did not meet BLM Antifa levels of destruction. Not as many people are ghouls like we're led to believe support for abortion when there's a heartbeat isn't strong. That's true. And white women are famously bad at rioting. <laughs> that's true. And that is the that is the well, I, that's the key constituency for this particular uh, type yeah. of rioting. They really should have gotten together with Black Lives Matter and their long history of looting and been like, <laughs> how do we do this? 
How do I break the window of a Nike store? Please tell me. And that maybe they would be better. At this. Yeah, we need a full uh, workshop on rioting. Mm, yep. Uh, Robin D. Banks. Uh, guys, I told you 2022 is the year of the red pill. Let's keep this going. Don't stop. Don't let up. Let's press this momentum. People are noticing Roe returning won't save them in the midterms. I don't know, man. This is definitely ginning up a lot of um, motivation. Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of. Not that it matters. They're going to continue to steal elections. So who gives a shit? Well, uh, I saw someone tweeting that, too. Like, this was the freest, most secure Supreme Court decision of all time. Anyone who questions it is committing insurrection. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm sure for a very select few, this uh, Dobbs decision, this abortion decision will be a motivating factor in the election. Uh, those people were going to vote the same regardless, though. It's not That's gonna, true. This yeah. will not change a single vote. Maybe it might inspire some people to vote who otherwise wouldn't have. I think that's such a small, small group of people though. And I think they're outnumbered by people who are more politically apathetic or more politically neutral, who now see that the cost of everything in their lives is more expensive. And they're not going to stand for that. So for every, you know, single, single liberal white woman, who's going to vote for the vote for the first time because of this, uh, because of this decision, I think there are probably like, five to 10 independents who are pissed off about economic issues and are going to vote the other way anyway. That's the other thing. Uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, is this really that important a voting issue for people? I don't think so. I don't, I don't really think so either, especially with, um, getting with rid being of confronted it with economic distress. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I give massive credit to Trump and the justices for getting rid of Roe. And I think that's a, that was a uh, vote justifying and potentially vote motivating factor for people. But, the thing is, if you love abortion and you want it to be completely unregulated, great vote in your state and have at it, man. Like, I, kn I know that from a moral perspective, a lot of people would like to see that not the case. And I understand why. But if you're so motivated on this, like, yeah, OK, great. Yeah, go to a state that shares your values. Vote according to your values. Nobody's stopping you from that. Noah Harris, first row gets the boot, then my old Miss Rebels win College World Series. Great weekend. Ah. It, was a, it was a pretty good weekend. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Herbert Loper, hose mad. I think what you mean is hose be mad. Ah. Hose be mad. It's another uh, way to summarize the weekend. VV, what a great way to end Pride Month. Oh, God, is it almost over? What's the date today? Countdown to... Uh, well, actually, we can make that a theme of our... Thursday night special, June 30th, oh, the final day of Pride Month. We will be live at 9 Eastern. We can reminisce about the Pride Month that was. And then we don't have to deal with any of this bullshit until February 2023, right? A Black History Month. But Ugh. isn't there some other progressive month before then? Probably. I don't know. They probably have some some abortion day. <laughs> Some abortion monument. Um, Richard E. Normus says, I will not support your abortion rights if you will not support my jewel rights because of the vape thing, I presume. I didn't even put that into the the show prep for tonight. I, I don't even know exactly what happened. Did they straight up ban jewel? Or I did... think so. Yeah. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Which, of course, you know, I disagree with um, because of principles, but uh, vaping is really gay. It, they call it a fag flute for a reason. <laughs> Um, uh, it is like back. filleting R2-D2. That's true. Oh, uh, actually, I want to read this one. This is right. Mostly peaceful Uga Booga. <laughs> if the thoughts are mad now, just wait until they see the outfits we have picked out for them. Hope they like bonnets. 
Yeah, uh, we'll we'll actually make them it? wear the costumes is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, red's not my color, but like a pink hat handmaid's tail thing. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, the hats I, I, are white, aren't they? The, yeah, the, but yeah, their capes are red. Right, yeah. Margaret Atwood thinks that, thinks that she's painted a horrible dystopic future, but there are a lot of women that are like, awesome, I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, we're good over here. For a while. Okay, let's uh, catch up with a couple over on Tippy Stream. Uh, over on DLive, <clears throat> Herb. Well, look at that. It's 8.07 Mountain Time. Beaver smells. Ever smells. You don't want to say beaver smells. Ever smells. Any advice for a newlywed couple? Um, well, just enjoy your time together. I think uh, for this newlywed couple, you need to wash your your dirty snatch, lady. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. Uh, you need to practice better personal hygiene, Miss Beaver Smells. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but seriously speaking, I think uh, for me, like I, I'm such a person that. I'm always thinking about, uh, I guess, like tomorrow and the things I need to do to prepare. And all, I thought that. you were going to say smelly vagina. No, no, not that. But oh, okay. for moments like uh, honeymoons and just uh, like even vacations, I have trouble tuning out tomorrow and all the distractions and just kind of being present in the moment, as they say. Aww. But if you can find a way to do that, that's that's really important. Same thing I've, I try to do with uh, the birth of my son. There's a lot of moments in your newlywed stage and in, when you become a parent. Those are moments that you get once and once only. So make sure just to enjoy them because they're not coming back. Um, different things that are just as valuable are coming, but you just you don't want to miss that particular moment of your life and uh, just kind of let it. That's true. Get and along you. those same lines, the most important parts of your of raising your children and your marriage, it's mundane stuff like everybody's my wedding and blah 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 and it's just like hanging out with your family and doing mundane stuff making breakfast in the morning tune in for those moments in life well i am behind on time here so let me get just a couple over on uh tippy stream and we'll get back into the news because i have plenty more on the list here i'm gonna probably have to hurry uh captain norway says i kind of wish clarence thomas would step outside the supreme court and moon everyone after the Dobbs v. Jackson verdict was uh, released. I, I don't uh, usually long for <laughs> big black asses, but sometimes the time is right. Uh, I wouldn't fault him if he did. He earned it. Charles Yaus <laughs> says the good news is that this week the court struck down Roe v. Wade. The bad news is, wait, there is no bad news. Not this week. Hallelujah. You know, that that's the thing, too, is like even if we want to say, well, maybe there aren't as many wins. Maybe the win isn't as big as uh as we might think it is, man, it just in, in a, in a wind desert for the last year and a half, the last year and change, I just, I want to be capable of enjoying and celebrating things, which I feel like I'm losing that ability after becoming so jaded. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I understand. Yeah. I, I know you do. <laughs> Maya Normus, but hmm. <laughs> enjoy the row victory while it lasts. But the, uh, when the midterms become extra fortified, the excuse for the Democrat victories won't be the extra fortification, but row. I could see that. Yeah. Um, I won't believe it, but I could see them trying that. N word, F word. <laughs> Dems haven't been this mad since their slaves were taken away. I'm just upset that jogger McFentanyl isn't here <laughs> to see this. He had such a place in his heart for pregnant women. Wow. He truly did. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely savaging George. How many abortions do you think George Floyd is responsible for? Who knows? I'm going to stop there and come back to uh, the chats later. Appreciate you guys. Uh, 
thank you for uh, your support for the show. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Okay. Let's get into the, uh, the next decision because somewhat buried in uh, the abortion news is the fact that just the day prior uh, Thursday, the court issued a similarly significant decision affirming your constitutional right to carry a gun. And as I mentioned, uh, perhaps uh, this was genius foresight to secure that right before they provoked the rioters the next day. But uh, I'll I'll summarize this decision uh, quickly. It, again, is a very long decision that, again, has a lot to do with historical analysis. But to give you the idea of the facts and uh, how this was decided, the state of New York outright bans open carrying of firearms outside of hunting contexts and on your own property. Effectively, you cannot carry uh, open carry as invisibly carry a firearm uh, in the state of New York. The state of New York also. Uh, allows concealed carry only for those licensed and getting a license is at least for all settings is effectively impossible because New York mm-hmm. requires a concealed carry license applicant to show a quote proper cause or a special reason that uh, the applicant needs to defend themselves with a gun and almost no reason is ever granted in at least in certain jurisdictions of New York. For the guys who challenged this law, uh, one of them tried to get a concealed carry permit using the using uh, the reasoning that his neighborhood is, is high crime, which, as far as I understand, it is statistically. <laughs> Authorities said that was not sufficient reason for an unlimited carry license. So in practical effect, the state of New York makes it or made it before this decision all but illegal to carry a gun in public ever. You can't do it open. And as a practical matter, even if by the letter of the law, you theoretically could, as a practical matter, you cannot. It is a special privilege reserved for the powerful and the connected. It is not a right accessible to the average person. So the question that comes before the court is, do you have a constitutional right to carry a firearm in public? The court has already ruled uh, in the prior Heller and McDonald cases of the last 15 years that the Second Amendment protects an individual right to firearm ownership. But does the Second Amendment protect an individual right to carry a firearm in public? That's never been addressed by the court. And the court, in a 6-3 decision written by Justice Thomas, now says yes. The Second Amendment does protect an individual right to carry a gun for self-defense outside of the home. And New York's proper cause requirement, as in having to demonstrate proper special cause to get a uh, concealed carry permit, that violates the Second Amendment as applied to the states through the 14th. That's the holding of the case. The main substance of the decision is this. The Second Amendment makes no home or public distinction. And indeed, when you think about it, the the, the word keep in keep and bear arms, the right mm-hmm. that is that is secured. Private the word, implication there. Yeah, like keep as in secure on your property, secure in your home. Bear implies Public. Uh, yeah, like a, a public carrying. You're you're bearing arms. You're 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 out in the public. You're bearing arms. So fundamentally, the right of self defense is a right against confrontation. Thomas reasoned, and that right against confrontation, well, that exists just as validly outside of the home as it does inside the home. It's not your property that makes that justified. It's your right to life and your right to self defense that makes that justified. Although your property is also yours to defend too, but. Anyway, the Second Amendment, uh, according to this reasoning, contains a right to carry in general, though there are valid theoretical restrictions. Uh, That may sound somewhat obvious in a plain reading of the Constitution or of the Second Amendment in particular. That is actually historic. 
231 years after the Constitution's ratification, the court has never affirmed that the Second Amendment includes a right to carry in public. That's new. In fact, the court only recognized that the Second Amendment includes an individual right to own and possess a gun in 2008 and onward. So the court, it's just because the court so rarely takes Second Amendment uh, cases. This is completely new territory for the court, uh, for the court, even though the First Amendment, by comparison, has dozens and dozens of cases, some of which have been overruled, some of which have been modified. First Amendment uh, case law is 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 so much deeper than the second amendment case law which is hardly anything at this point just because first amendment cases are taken so much more frequently second amendment cases have right, not been right. as a matter of the technical reasoning here the court rejected a lower court system of evaluating gun rights restrictions which considered both the history of gun rights regulations and what they call a means end evaluation meaning whether the state's means of of uh, restricting gun rights were sufficiently narrow in pursuit of a compelling state interest. So lower courts were looking at, okay, is this restriction historically common? And then has the state uh, taken a, a sufficiently narrow way of, of confronting what is a constitutional right to achieve a compelling state end? The, the same sort of scrutiny that the court would apply to other uh, fundamental or constitutionally articulated or protected rights. The Supreme Court in this case, though, Thomas says only the historical analysis is necessary. He says, just like in a First Amendment context, the burden is on the state to prove constitutionality uh, of their laws. So after an extensive historical review, Thomas and the court, uh, they say that New York has not shown any consistent history of what is effectively an outright ban of public carry, uh, which is what New York had been doing in effect. New York was able to show restrictions on manner and place of carry, but in the court's judgment, not sufficient demonstration of outright ban. You just can't carry period as a practical matter. Uh, And so New York's proper cause requirement is unconstitutional. Thomas writes uh, with reference to, uh, Oh, oh, let me grab it. This is important. Thomas writes with uh, reference to those McDonald cases, the McDonald case uh, and the Heller case. Uh, the, the quote is the constitutional right to bear arms in public uh, for self-defense is not a second class right subject to ent- an entirely different body of rules than the other Bill of Rights guarantees. The exercise of other constitutional rights does not require individuals to demonstrate to government officers some special need to exercise it. So that is the basis on which New York's special need requirement is now gone. Yep. So that is uh, that is great news. Uh, If you are a fan of the right to self-defense and if you're a fan of your gun rights, Uh, some things to understand, though, it does not say this decision that all restrictions or qualifications for concealed carry are unconstitutional. States that operate under a so-called shall issue system, as in the government shall issue a permit, uh, a carry permit to anybody who qualifies according to state rules, um, which can include uh, background check, training, class testing that sort of stuff that's all fine according to this decision so long as those criteria are objective i don't know why i'm still burping but you know sorry about that so long as those criteria are objective and evenly applied to everybody Mm -hmm. Um, what is not fine is a special privilege for a special few doing what new york and california do where the permit applicant must show a special need for a permit that's not fine so that has to go away that only exists in six states as the court identified So outside of the commie states, 
This actually makes very little change, though that is those commie states are high population states. So even though it's only six states, it's a it's like a quarter of the country yeah, in terms yeah. of population. If you live in a constitutional carry state like Idaho or Montana with no restrictions on carry, no change for you. If you live in a shall issue state where anyone who meets objective qualifications for a permit gets one, no change for you. If you live in one of these commie states, you're going to see some change. And what that change means is still a little bit unclear. Those mm-hmm proper cause good cause things have to go away and how states handle that is still kind of up in the air but um but having supreme court precedent that affirms the second amendment uh means what it says is still very important as we've heard this weekend you know progressive activists uh, they love their precedent right so now that this is precedent they'll never try to go after right uh, this one but seriously speaking uh supreme court justices are deferential to precedent by default Alito's opinion, uh, dozens and dozens of pages of his opinion is just explaining why Roe should be overturned despite sort of the rules of of stare decisis and following precedent, how Roe doesn't qualify under those rules. So a right to carry on the books of the Supreme Court does matter. It makes it less likely to be undermined in the future. Not impossible, but less likely. And it really matters when you have governors like uh, like Kathy Hochul. Of course, the governor of the state at issue here rejecting that the decision unsurprisingly, but she's she's doing her media rounds saying flat out, I don't believe in a right to carry a gun at all anywhere in public because why? Well, of of course, because uh, it makes people feel unsafe. The people who who cheer this, what they say, what what they say, what they see is, look, there is a problem with gun violence. And I, as a law abiding citizen, want to be able to hold a gun on my person so that I feel safer. What do you say to that individual? I say that makes everyone else feel very unsafe. Hmm. We don't know if you're provoked. You know, you're in a bar and you're having someone looks at your girlfriend or your boyfriend the wrong way. There are so many triggers. It is if someone wants to have a legal gun license protection in their home that is their domain they can do that we've always allowed that or for hunting and other purposes but to think that someone would be able to do this on a subway in a crowded you know tense situation during rush hour no no we have a right to protect our citizens not take away your right to own that's fine but where you take it and the ability to conceal it that's just going to make things so much more complicated for law enforcement and others doesn't this embody the entire principle of leftists that is a problem which is that there's that they want to um limit the number of triggers people are exposed to so that yeah. it doesn't influence their subsequent behavior no uh the onus is on the the individual's responsibility like it, I can I can pick up a wrench if somebody looks at my husband and bash their head in it too. Of course, like that's not the problem here. Uh, it's just the way they view the world. It's totally different. Oh, yeah. and, and and the idea that other people's feelings are what give your rights legitimacy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would want to make you feel uncomfortable, but that's the thing. There's kind of a debate in this gun community or uh, carrying community about public or about uh, open versus um, concealed carry. And that's one of the points is uh, for people who prefer concealed to open. Well, I want to defend myself. I also don't want to put something that is uh, potentially offensive to other people in their face. So I would just prefer to carry discreet and have it not as visible to them. Concealed carry is for many, a, a gesture of respect to others. 
to other people, it, right? It, it's not the only reason why you'd want a concealed carry, but her point that like, oh, I I'm just trying to make you feel bad. Like, well, that's kind of a point of concealed carry is not to make others feel bad, actually, while still preserving your own rights to defend yourself. But um, but of course, it's a massively hypocritical point too. Does she care how other people feel when she walks around with like a dozen armed guards? Here she was at a horse race recently. What if um? What if some woman looks at that guy the wrong way and he shoots her in the face or something? Yeah. I, anyway. Get how some many, bail reform, Governor. How many guns are protecting her? We need bail reform. That will solve Well, it's this. not just that. If they actually cared how people felt, then they wouldn't be so outspoken about their uh, political opinions, right? Yeah. That, that's not a concern for her. And we can't have people carrying on the, on the subway. Well, we had a uh, black nationalist guy carrying on the subway and shooting people in the face. And we've already memory hold that. And he wasn't supposed to be carrying, but there he was doing it anyway. I, I, that got memory hold so fast. And imagine the outcome if several people were uh, concealed carry legally. Yeah. Wouldn't Just, you have felt safer? Yes, I would. It's so belittling for her to say, well, you might get like triggered at a bar. I have gone to many bars. I have uh, dealt with many uh, an obnoxious person at bars. I have never aggressively attacked a person at a bar. Uh, I've never aggressively attacked a person um, carrying a gun or not carrying a gun. In in not in any of those situations have mm-hmm. I ever done that. It doesn't matter. And for you to say that I might be too hot tempered or something like uh, okay, but hot tempered people you can tend kill to, somebody with a beer bottle though. And hot tempered people tend to have criminal records. Like the whole point. Whether you're uh, whether you're you have your licensing program in New York, which will give you a criminal background check or whether you just go through the criminal background check to get your firearm in the first place. In general, you're weeding out people with criminal tendencies. Mm-hmm. And for you to say that I have no demonstrated criminal tendencies, but you still don't trust me. And that's just that's just disrespectful Insulting. from someone whose job. She always says it's my job to keep people safe. No, no, it's your <laughs> job to protect my rights. If I was a right. citizen of the state of New York, which I'm not, but mm-hmm. if I was and if I go to New York, by the way, like if I go to New York City, I assure you there is a much higher likelihood that one of their trademarked criminals attacks me than there is if if I go there and I'm carrying legally or not legally that I'm ever going to use my gun in unjustified aggression against anybody. It's not going right. to happen. Right, but right. there's a high likelihood that crime gets high higher than here likelihood that crime gets committed against me, which is why I would want to carry all the more if I went to New York. But they tell me I can't. <laughs> so i won't yeah. i just won't go that's fine uh that's one of many out. reasons i won't go that's not the only reason <laughs> new york uh, city mayor eric adams says nothing changes for now and he says that he's going to lead the charge to fight this decision because new york can't become the wild west while nothing changes today and we want to be clear on that nothing changes today we will work together to limit the risk This decision will create once it is implemented, and we cannot allow New York to become the wild, wild west. And we are prepared to set an example that will lead the country of how do we fight back on this decision. Okay. Man, uh, how is New York not becoming the wild, wild west again right now, just based on crime statistics and a lack of police enforcement? Yeah, statistically, the wild west is safer. 
It's like Times Square in the 70s, but all over the financial district now yeah. in New York. It's a fucking disaster. If you're curious, uh, crime in New York City spiked nearly 60% in February compared to the same month in 2021. Murders increased 10% in that time frame. These are awesome. major, <laughs> major great. crimes, by the way. Uh, violent crimes. What a disaster. So, yeah, give me the OK Corral over uh, Times Square if I have to pick. I will take the Wild West uh, every time. Yeah. Now, when he says nothing will change, his emphasis is properly on today because things will change. You will uh, you still have to hold a license to carry concealed in New York, and that's not necessarily unconstitutional under this Mm -hmm. decision. That doesn't change. But New York is going to have to revise its proper cause requirement, and they're going to have to give those permits to people according to more objective criteria. So that will change. Uh, The other thing that this decision said from uh, Thomas and the court is that states can restrict carry in, quote unquote, sensitive areas like government buildings or schools. That's also fine. So once the strategy that Adams and Hochul and the rest are assuredly going to do and Californians hint to get this too, you just define the entire state as a sensitive area, which itself is going to probably be challenged all the way up through the courts again. Um, And we'll have to figure out what the constitutional criteria for sensitive areas are. Speaking of California, they are uh, already caving a little bit. The the California attorney general issued a memo to all district attorneys, police chiefs, sheriffs, county and city lawyers, uh, basically all the law enforcement personnel in their state, acknowledging that California's good cause requirement, same idea, proper cause, good cause. You need to be a special person to get a concealed carry permit. Uh, the the AG notifying law enforcement personnel that that standard is unconstitutional and good cause is no longer a requirement for concealed carry permit applications in California. But California is trying to cling to their good moral character requirement oh, as well. God. <laughs> so so we'll see if that's enforced selectively and arbitrarily. That, too, will, will likely fail under this decision. Um, and if you're curious about the other states that will have to change beyond New York and California, the decision specifically references Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, and New Jersey as well. I mentioned just a few moments ago about the DOJ openly saying they oppose the decision in the context of the abortion <laughs> case. They did it in this case, too. Yeah. Uh, again, rule of law moderate Attorney General Merrick Garland issuing a statement about this case. This is the the Bruin case, the gun case in New York saying the DOJ disagrees. The DOJ statement reads, quote, we respectfully disagree with the court's conclusion that the Second Amendment forbids New York's reasonable requirement that individuals seeking to carry a concealed handgun must show that they need to do so for self-defense. The Department of Justice remains committed to saving innocent lives by enforcing and defending federal firearms laws, partnering with state, local and tribal authorities and using all legally available tools to tackle the epidemic of gun violence plaguing our communities. Again, Politics, not law enforcement. This is what we want the law to be, not what the law is. When you have law enforcement and politics merge, you get tyranny. The stuff that's happening within the DOJ, not that I'm breaking news that perhaps there's political rot and corruption within it. See uh, their handling of the January 6th stuff and a whole bunch of other things. But I I, I want to do some research on my own time, maybe this week. I just... Did they do this in the past? I've never seen the DOJ putting out statements like, just so you know, we disagree with the court. Not in recent memory. I mean, can you remember a time in your life? where? No, I don't remember this at all. Maybe I just missed it. Maybe I'm an idiot, but I'm gonna have to look. Uh, Oh, catch me up on this uh, (laughs) because... 
these guys won a landmark Supreme Court case, the law firm that represented the guys challenging the concealed carry standards in New York. Now they have they're forced out of their law firm. They yeah, they, they resigned technically, but they basically were fired. So Paul Clement and Aaron Murphy, and they were the lawyers that argued this <laughs> this concealed carry permit thing. They were told by their firm, Kirkland and Ellis, that they had to stop representing any Second Amendment Amendment plaintiff or they had to find another firm. So this is what okay. they said. Um, having just secured a landmark decision vindicating our client's constitutional Second Amendment rights in New York State um, Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, we were presented with a stark choice, withdraw from rep- representing them or withdraw from the firm. And obviously there was there was only one choice. We couldn't abandon our clients simply well, because that. their positions are unpopular in some circles. They also, I'm sure, knew that they would be highly sought after um, in the field. I presume maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll be pariahs, but maybe they do have better opportunities. But I, I, I was told back when I was a prospective legal student who performed poorly on the LSAT and never pursued it again. <laughs> the whole point of the legal profession was entertaining and indeed arguing for or against right, ideas right. that you personally support or oppose. arguing against your personal views. Being able to give ideas or perspectives that you disagree with the best is the mark of advocacy, right? Yeah, just and the mark of intelligence, like a person mm-hmm. who can consider a person who can take on an idea he disagrees with and defend it or uh, advocate for it. You know, all, all of those. Now it's like, well, if you don't toe the line politically again, you're out of the firm. When you you want intelligent minds who can win cases at the highest level. And now you're saying get out because you don't like to- that's what they want. I mean, is it, is it really what they want? They probably have such a narrow um, selection of political beliefs amongst their clientele <sighs> that this would is the better decision for them. It's a mark of the prestige firm. for your firm. But they the politics are too hot. We think it's a mark of prestige. But I can I can if someone tells me, hey, I won this case at, at the Supreme Court, even if I. If you're the lawyer who argued Roe v. Wade, I'll say, I don't know how you did that, but son of a bitch, you did. I Hey, <laughs> respect for the uh, achievement. You, you get what I'm saying? I, I, it yeah, but you're still projecting uh, this the sense of, of just meritocracy on all of these yeah. people that don't give a fuck. Yeah. And lawyers are worthless. Do you not realize this yet? Worthless. I, I probably should come around to that perspective. Although I admire anyway. your ability to stick to your principles and to trust that other people are doing the same thing when they're clearly not. Well, uh, it's a very, we, it's, it's a mark of a good man. Skag. We, t- we talked Wednesday about how the, you know, we, we know how corrupt the medical industry is. And I was talking Wednesday about how, you know, a lobby of our pediatricians office is full of transgender pride. Isn't propaganda. that the most and depressing thing of, th- of all? You think lawyers, doctors, like intelligent people who can see past political disagreement. No, that's all gone. It's all over now. Well, this thing of like, uh, you know, being in high school and you know, fuck the police and like they're going to pull me over and say they smell weed and whatever. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right back there. I've gone through this thing of like <laughs> bl- blue lives matter and all this stuff. And now I'm yeah. going back there. And I'm like, oh, well, cops are worthless. I can't trust anybody in the medical establishment. It's total anti- anti-authority well, again. I'll, I have some between Uvalde and the uh, Columbus Pride Police. I have more uh, oh, yeah. police skepticism stories coming up and uh i'm already running out of time so i'll have to hustle here i you know we should we should just keep going through the stories because i don't know how much time we're gonna have for super chat we got a lot a lot of show left okay let's just keep doing it and uh we will i'll try to aim for the top of the hour to finish up as always but i got to talk about 
the the gun control bill that passed uh, through Congress, because, of course, while Clarence and the court were affirming your gun rights, Biden and Congress were undermining them. Yesterday, Biden signed the uh, new gun control bill into law. The bill is called the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Duh. It passed the Senate 65-33 on Thursday How? night. Few more Republicans signed on to the uh, caving beyond the 10 that we discussed last week. And it was rammed through the House on Friday and it passed 234 to 193. Again, 14 more Republicans joining in the House, too. That's so and if you um, if you wonder what's actually in the law, that's because you are a mass shooter. This was my favorite tweet this week uh, outside of the Bette Midler tweet. Marco Rubio had said uh, on Twitter that senators were expected to debate this bill only hours after receiving it, having almost no time to actually read it. And Eric Swalwell responded, this sounds like a complaint that mass shooters would register. Are you for our kids or for their killers? So even wanting to read the bill means you want to kill kids. What transparent emotional manipulation is that from Eric Swallows? Well, (laughs) am I the first person to come up with that? No, you can't be. but I'll t- I can't be. I'll take it. Uh, but yeah, ma- mass shooters, when mass shooters read the bill as their desires command them to do, uh, they're going to learn that their acts are, in fact, uh, in violation of the bill. They're going to be shocked when mass shooters actually sit down to do the reading that Eric says they do. But um, let's be mass shooters and actually consider what is, in fact, in the bill. Last week, uh, recall, we we discussed how the bill was stalled in the Senate because of disagreement about red flag laws and the so-called boyfriend loophole because Republican negotiators wanted states to be able to use the red flag bribe mummy uh, money for other purposes, the mummy, whatever the red flag bribe money for other purposes and to define uh, these romantic relationships uh, in the proposed expansion of bans on convicted domestic abusers from getting guns. Well, those issues were apparently ironed out. The final package includes $750 million for state grants to set up red flag programs or other crisis intervention programs like mental health courts, drug courts, and veteran courts. As far as the boyfriend loophole, recall existing federal law prevented even misdemeanor domestic abusers from getting guns. And that was in the context of spouses, parents, uh, or cohabitators. Well, this new law says that if you've been convicted of misdemeanor domestic assault against someone with whom you had a, quote, continuing serious relationship of a romantic or intimate nature, you will be a prohibited person. So I suppose if you had more than one date, continuing means to me multiple instances. Yeah, it has to. But that's that's right. That's ripe for abuse. Uh, I guarantee you're going to see this provision abused in the future the best thing about it is it's not retroactive Mm -hmm. meaning a prior conviction doesn't count but uh, recall the other main provisions of the bill are extra super duper background checks for (laughs) semi-auto rifle purchasers under the age of 21 so now juvenile records will be a part of that check or this bill encourages states to submit juvenile records into the background checking system. The bill also requires gun sellers who sell guns as a quote, primary source of income to register as federally licensed firearm dealers or FFLs that administer background checks. This was effectively already the law, but Democrats insist that there are tons of people evading it. Uh, We'll see. Now, of course there's still, there's, there's plenty about this bill to oppose. The red flag component is stealing our money to bribe our state governments to infringe on our due process and second amendment rights. That's what that is. The domestic abuser provision, I think will be weaponized to prevent people convicted of misdemeanors from getting guns. When the standard has always been felony conviction in any other context Mm -hmm. and the extra restrictions on adults under 21 make them second class in the exercise of their rights in a way that we don't do with any other right. 
However, this is not exactly the most significant uh, bill either. They didn't get their assault weapons ban. They didn't get their universal background checks. They didn't get any of their big items. But, of course, opposing this bill isn't just about opposing what's in it specifically. It's about opposing their incrementalism, opposing the steps that they take uh, on the way to their gun control dreams of confiscation and disarmament. And Amy Klobuchar said on CNN this week outright, this bill is about paving the way to our gun control dreams later. There's probably a lot of people who want wanted this to obviously, as you, I mean, you said, you wanted this to, to go farther in terms of, of gun safety or gun gun control. What do you say to those who say this doesn't go far enough to start with something that's going to save lives, even if a particular provision wouldn't have saved their own baby's lives? That is an act of love and generosity of spirit that you hear from the families of those that have lost loved ones. That's why we're moving ahead. And I think it actually paves the way in the future to look at some of these other provisions. But if you do nothing and you just go home, then we've got nothing. I don't even understand her logic here. Did she get her wires crossed and was just talking about abortion? Well, she asked her uncle Dick in the deer stand and he said that it's fine. You remember that one from the presidential campaign? I asked uncle Dick in the deer stand. He said no one needs an AR-15. God. Uh, no, what she's saying is I've talked to all these survivors of shootings and they have all these ideas that even if they wouldn't have prevented the shooting that took their loved one, it's still an act of love to restrict guns in other ways, completely unrelated to the shooting. Why? Because that's how these acts of love work. They're just automatic. I heard act of love and saving a baby's life. And I was like, did she have a stroke? And she thinks that there's, we're still oh, talking no. about Roe v. Wade. No, no, she, she, uh, I, the only compromise that I think the two sides can make is that maybe we should abort with AR 15s. Maybe we could all come together. <laughs> Maybe Uncle Dick could gather around and we could all come together for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to the point that she's making, though, she's saying it doesn't matter if it has nothing to do with the shootings that we're talking about because it's still an act of love. Just note how none of this has anything to do with the original premises. Supposedly, yeah. this bill is in response to Buffalo and Uvalde, even though the shooter in uh, or New York already had red flag laws. They didn't it didn't do anything to stop the Buffalo shooter. Even though both shooters already passed federal background checks to buy their rifles, even though neither shooter had any domestic violence record. Uh, Michael Malice had some great tweets this week. This was one of them. I think this is exactly on point for a majority of senators. The problem with the Uvalde school shooting is that parents had guns. Correct. Like <laughs> That's what we got to go after. We got to make sure that the parents of those dead kids aren't able right. to, to arm or protect themselves. They don't care if someone shoots you. They care about disarming you. That's it. And um, they'll take every step that they can. And this is, of course, one more. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that plays out politically. I think the, the theory from the Republicans is, oh, we'll just throw them a little bone. And that way, as we roll into the midterms, they can't say that we did nothing. We'll say, no, we clearly helped you. I just Why? They can't be reasoned with. Why are you? Why are we even issuing these these position compromises at all? I just don't believe in that theory of we got to own them by helping them, no. especially when you're talking about fundamental constitutional rights. So. Okay. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Alex Jones came up with swallows. Well, damn it. Oh, well, he called him that to his face in the Capitol building. Oh, good for Alex. <laughs> uh, also, uh, throughout this debate, this gun control debate, we constantly hear the premise, the problem of mass shootings, all this only happens in America. Why can't America do the obvious thing that every other developed country does and just ban the guns and be done with this? They forgot about Muslims. Well, uh, that's that is one wrong. key issue. 
And it's it's not at all true statistically, as I've talked about previously. But this week we have another unfortunate anecdote to that effect. We had a mass shooting in Oslo, Norway. Right, which I presume has some sort of uh, basis in the Muslim hatred of homos. Which another Omar Mateen situation. Yeah, who was a closeted gay and had yeah. nothing to do with his Muslim orientation. But anyway, this was um, Saturday morning, early hours of Saturday. Uh, two men in their 50s and 60s were shot. 21 were injured. This was outside of Oslo's um, London pub. It was a, a gay bar and one other bar. Um, and then the authorities said the suspect, a 42-year-old Norwegian citizen of Iranian origin. Oh, oh. Ah was believed to be a radicalized Islamist with a history of mental illness, always with a history of mental illness, who had been known to intelligence services since 2015. I presume because he had a history of schizophrenia, not a history of cultivating arms for some sort of Islamic fundamentalist group. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Tell me about uh, Norway's gun laws. I, I had some notes in here. In the interest of time, I'll just say they have uh, a plenty. It's uh, you, you have to... <laughs> All you have to be a licensed uh, person to own a firearm, and you have to have a purpose uh, for the ownership of that uh, of that particular firearm. It's got to be. Tell me, do they have double background checks? I don't know if they have the super duper extra ones that we've just. Oh well, uh, that's that's why. Maybe we've uh, one upped Norway finally, but yeah. Gay anyway, terrorists. I'll skip the Norwegian gun law breakdown and keep it moving here because I am running out of time. But uh, I do want to talk about. Uh, well, you know, did, you don't need a gun. The police will just save you, right? Just look at Uvalde. Look at look what happened in Uvalde. You can trust the uh, police officers to save See? you when things get difficult. I, I did a video earlier this week. We learned a bunch of stuff. Uh, the police had riots and shields for over an hour and the kids still just bled out in that classroom uh, because they told everyone the door was unbreachable, even though they never tried to breach the door. And it turns out the door was unlocked the entire time. That's how the shooter actually got in there. He just walked in. Oh my God. That's some of the new information that came out of uh, Uvalde um, at uh, a hearing before the Texas state Senate this week. And it shows that both school district police uh, chief Pete Arredondo and the Texas department of public safety, who have both been blaming each other. They've both provably lied in different ways. And it's been contradicted by surveillance footage. That's been available this entire time since the shooting. It's just nobody bothered to look, apparently. Or they did look and they didn't like what they saw. But now they're telling you. Anyway, Arredondo has been placed on leave. Uh, so he uh, th- that's the guy accused of giving the stand down order. He's the, the school district police chief who says he doesn't even know he was in charge. He's been placed on leave uh, by the school uh, district on Wednesday. The superintendent said he had planned to put Arredondo on leave after the investigation concluded. But the investigation is still ongoing and they don't have a timeline for its conclusion. So Arredondo is going to take a break. Uh, This story is just unbelievable. Another thing we learned at these hearings uh, this week, no shortage of awful individual stories in Uvalde, of course. But this is another episode of just tragic and baffling. Uh, The husband of Ava Morales, uh, she's one of the teachers killed. The husband is Ruben Ruiz. He uh, is a school district police officer who was on the scene. The teacher, Ava, called her police officer husband, Ruben, to tell him that she was shot and is bleeding out. So Ruben tried to rush into the school to help her, but officers in the school stopped him. Not only did they stop him, they detained him and disarmed him and removed him from the scene. This, according to the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, Stephen McGraw, uh, who disclosed this information at Tuesday's hearing, but did not say which police agency stopped and detained Ruiz and then removed him from the scene. 
So a couple key questions. How many officers did this take? Because I got to think if you get a, if you're a police officer, you're armed, you get a call from your wife. I'm shot and bleeding out. Primal mode is going to take over. You're a man right. on a mission. I got to think that he was making a uh, instinctive effort to get in there. I have to assume he was simply overpowered by overwhelming force. How many officers Again, this is inside the school, according to the report. How many officers inside the school were devoted to the cause of not only not going into the classroom, but stopping the guy who's trying to and removing him? Okay, so that is just a horrific update. Perhaps we'll learn more about that. A couple updates on some other uh, major cases that we're following they're trying the old insanity defense in Waukesha. Eh? It's not going to work. So uh, the Wa- Waukesha suspect, um, you know, they're they're also working for a change of venue, which is that got denied. Actually, that's that's out. Oh, really? Yeah. When did that happen? Today? Uh, like a week or two ago. I just forgot to update on it, but I did oh, see. Okay. That. Um, I was like, that's never ever ever going to happen. Yeah, that but, got um, For those of you that that don't remember this, uh, this Christmas killer, I think six people were killed. He ran over some grannies and some kids. There, there seems to be sixty plus of of those grannies and kids injured. Injured, yeah. Yeah. Um, there seemed to be some kind of racial motivation, especially because he had priors. He had just beat the ever-loving shit out of his girlfriend. His bail was incredibly low. Um, so now he's saying he, he's changed his plea from not guilty uh, to not guilty by reason of mental de- defect or insanity. And now he's going to undergo a mental evaluation. This almost never works unless you have a documented history of schizophrenia. This almost never works. So this is a real Hail Mary. The change of venue was a Hail Mary. I'm not convinced it's going to have any effect, but it is what they're trying. Hmm. But if a jury is convinced that he is guilty of the crimes, um, but not mentally responsible, he will probably just end up going to a mental institution for the rest of his life, which isn't that much of an upgrade from prison. So this is less disconcerting than people would have you believe. All right. Well, uh, hey, Mohammed Noor, the uh, Somali police officer in Minneapolis who shot Justine Damon, he's going to be released now. Yeah. Yeah. Can What's you that believe about? that? He was initially convicted of third degree murder and manslaughter. Um, but the Minnesota Minnesota Supreme Court tossed out his murder conviction and 12 and a half year sentence. And they said the murder charge didn't apply to the circumstance of this case, probably because uh, it was accidental even Mm. though this was a highly negligent and incompetent and i think probably not accidental so um, his his defense is he was just surprised by her i guess that that was the come on um he was resentenced to four years and nine months on the manslaughter charge and in minnesota it's presumed that a defendant with good behavior will serve two-thirds of a sentence and then the rest on supervised release um which is parole and the DOC's website says he will be on supervised relief uh, release um, until January 24th, 2024. So, so Derek Chauvin rotting for decades. Mohammed Noor is right back. Good to go. There. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I promised an update in the uh, famed Seattle case, uh, Summer of Love case 2020, where uh, they were out protesting George Floyd and other injustices. That's uh, around the same time they set up Chaz and all the related festivities. Oh, the story in, has um, it all. It's just my favorite story in Seattle. Um, just to give the background really quick, uh, those idiot protesters were on the freeway after dark, and then they were launched into the atmosphere by an immigrant from Eritrea. I don't know how to say that. Eritrea. Country. Eritrea. Yeah. This is an East African country bordering Ethiopia and Somalia. So literally hit by a car of diversity. And the, <laughs> the video, as you mentioned, they just launch. These two women just launch into the sky. 
Now, I think one this, of them actually has blue hair and she's like, ah, and then the, she dies. <laughs> and remember, remember this. The two women hit by the car coincidentally were named Summer and Summer Love. Summer and Love. As in Summer <laughs> Taylor right. and Diaz Love. Summer Taylor died. Diaz yeah. Love survived with a traumatic brain injury, multiple fractures and other injuries. But Love is now suing the police. Okay. Yes. Okay. So if you remember, the police did uh, block off the on-ramps and off-ramps. Yeah. But this um, this Eritrean guy or whatever, he was like, doop, 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 doop. She just went around him, just went around them. So Love is now suing the police. Her lawsuit claims that Washington State Patrol's longstanding policy is to not allow protesters onto the freeway due to safety concerns, which is true. But they still made accommodations. Um, and of course, they bring uh, George. I almost called him uh, George Blow, Blow for some reason. George <laughs> Floyd. Okay. Um, and they're just saying that they didn't that the police were incompetent in like the way they blocked off the road and that it was insufficient to protect protesters. So now oh. apparently this is their fault, even though they weren't supposed to be protesting on the freeway and there were roadblocks set up and they and were then, protesting the police. That's a, yeah. <laughs> and then we some, hate you. Go away. Also, you failed to protect African, me. Like, yeah. was he an Uber driver? I can't remember. I don't remember why but he was, he was driving, going but- so fast. oh he hit them full force i remember full the video force. yeah so for all of you that are feeling a little bit deflated that we ended this show on a bit of a sad note talk with the last two stories and everything please watch this footage it was <sighs> it really holds up it like moldy locks level of, of instant gratification okay well i gotta hustle through hoax hate let's get to that <laughs> Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? In Schenectady. Nailed it. Schenectady, New York. I believe that's how you say it. This is upstate outside of Albany. Swastikas and other pieces of hateful graffiti were discovered on a church and other nearby buildings. Fifteen swastika scrawlings total. This overnight on Tuesday, June 14th, police immediately began an investigation into this event as a hate crime. The symbols were apparently mixed and nonsensical. Police haven't shown all the graffiti, but some was apparently swastika. Some was apparently satanic symbols. There were others. And even though this nonsensical mix of symbols prompted one area man to believe it was done by a child, as he wrote in uh, an open letter published by a local radio station, uh, he still wanted to condemn that child. This is Cameron in uh, in local through a little local radio station to that child. Or no. Yeah, he says (laughs) this is what he says. Seeing as the vandalism was drawn in chalk and. Given the bizarre range of symbols chosen that don't mix ideology-wise, my personal guess is last night's spree is just the action of some child seeking attention. But to that child, I say this. <laughs> I guess you got your attention today. These symbols have already been washed off by the firefighters. But even so, your actions, no matter how seemingly ill-conceived, are also being considered as a hate crime. Maybe oh, law Lord. enforcement will catch up to you, and I fervently hope they do. And you'll get yourself a nice, fun felony charge for your efforts young a man kid, if, if it's like legit a kid he thinks they're gonna be this is a felony i guess so so sleep afraid because there are a lot of surveillance cameras downtown i should mention another reason to have potentially believed this was done by a child the swastika and other symbols were all done in chalk and they were easily washed away in a matter of minutes here's a local uh, news report 
Around 11.30 last night, someone called 911 when they spotted several swastikas scrawled onto a church in the city. When police came to look at the graffiti, they started finding it all over town. We talked to people inside the office at St. Joseph's, and they say luckily no one was around to witness what happened. No one was injured. Police are still investigating this graffiti, though, as a potential hate crime. And whoever did this also hit locations all over the business district. We're hoping to get the suspect or suspects. Is that a star of David? Room and see what the intent was. It was a satanic symbol. Um, oh, what's it? Yeah. Fortunately, all of these symbols and words were written in chalk, so they were <laughs> easily washed off. And police also just told me they do anticipate making an arrest pretty soon just because of the number of cameras that are in downtown Schenectady that can help them comb through footage and pinpoint a suspect. Who gives a shit? Who cares? Not Some the chalking. 4chan like child is going around town with putting up hate symbols we have real problems in chalk yeah <laughs> but just as the uh, open letter in the news report there predicted a man was in fact arrested two days later uh he is not a uh, a child he is uh, an adult man of color 28 year old gabriel mims now charged with four counts of first degree aggravated harassment all felonies the uh the open letter guy was right. Four felonies brought against this guy. I mean, they also shouldn't be charging this guy. This is, uh, this is, this I mean, is I so get, stupid. What I get an incredible you, waste of resources. So they just found him on camera? Doing it this sounds like it. And, you know, as a, as a matter of principle, you don't have a right to other people's property. I, I, I You got to stop people from even chalkings on other people's property. Oh, come on. This but, is like but barely is it, defacement. Yeah. It, is it uh, four felonies worth of crime? I, I don't know about that. But all right. Uh, we're going with, uh, I don't know if there are any hate crime enhancements on that, but four felonies. You'll love this one. In uh, Angola, Indiana, northeast, uh, this is northeast part of the state. The owner of a self-described metaphysical shop hmm. says her store was vandalized with racist graffiti over the Juneteenth holiday last weekend. Willow Tree Shops is the store. Erlinda Innes is the uh, owner. She is black. Her store sells herbs, crystals, and spiritual wellness products. The images from Erlinda's Facebook post show that uh, the N-word has just been spray-painted across various places inside the store in red paint. According to the predictable GoFundMe for this particular incident that Erlinda set up, now cashing in to over $12,000, she has been enduring racial harassment for two to three months now. She says her car was keyed, and people have driven by her home in a racially harassing way, apparently. In what can can she be more specific? If she someone driving past your home is not uh, an assault. She she closes the uh, GoFundMe description. We are not asking for any handouts, and yet the GoFundMe is titled "Anything Helps." Literally <laughs> asking for, for handouts. Now, if you look at this shop the pictures of this shop and you think, I don't know if the entire shop is worth $12,000, let alone the minor paint damage. We'll get this. Or Linda says in a Facebook post yesterday, <laughs> she's skipping town. It's too scary and it's too racist. So she, she is taking her cash and she is bailing. She says she has no interest in the small town drama and politics, but she will of course take the small town dramatic money and go back right. to live near her family in Fort Wayne. I will note in addition to the uh, financial uh, convenience here as far as i've seen she posted several images none show any evidence of forced entry how did the uh racist vandal do this break through a window break through a door why don't we see that why won't you show that and if we're supposed to believe that this vandal just walked right in 
Um, why were you not securing your facility after having been racially harassed for yeah. months? Yeah. Doesn't seem highly likely, but uh, mm. the old red paint, we gonna be rich trick. It looks like it strikes We gonna again. be rich. <laughs> For those of you that think that I'm racist by saying that, that was an actual ho- hoax hate. And a yeah, woman they... with a gold tooth actually was saying, we gon' be rich. It was literally online. posted in a Bonics text on a mm-hmm. Facebook post. We gon' G-O-N, be rich. And that was also a red spray paint case. That was <laughs> It was a red, yeah. yeah. She, she took a selfie with a can of red spray paint in the back <laughs> with her gold tooth. And then she like tweeted, we gon' be rich. In fairness... This one is not quite as obvious, but uh, I hope they get the real attacker at this spiritual wellness show. Man, does uh, it say fried chicken? <laughs> that's the next story. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? Where do you see that? There is a this fried is chicken story. story. Oh, no, it's, no, no. We still have, we have one before that. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. Real quick. I mentioned uh, <laughs> mentioned uh, another th- episode of police. uh just police misconduct that's going to get you even more skeptical. City of Columbus, Ohio, debuted a new tool to help solve all of these hate crimes this week. Officer Lutz, who is the department's alphabet mafia liaison, unveiled a rainbow themed pride police cruiser that encourages you to report hate crimes. No. Check this out. Hi, I'm Officer Lutz with the Columbus Division of Police. I'm your LGBTQIA liaison officer. And we're unveiling right now our pride cruiser for the month of June. I'm excited about this cruiser. It's great for representation. <laughs> okay. Complete with glory hole and a tinted window. Okay. I was going to say, how, how did he become the gay liaison for the, uh, for the police force? Did he back imagine- the blue or did the blue back him? That's really good. That's good. Did you write that one down? Yeah, I did. I cheated. Oh man. Okay. No, no, that's not <laughs> cheating. You thought it. You thought it up. You're right. But but for real, like I don't know how you get in that position without just taking it in the ass a whole bunch. Oh, for sure. I I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Although that guy didn't seem particularly faggy, you know. He wasn't over the top, but uh, I don't doubt that he is uh, in his position for a reason, and that would be his position with other men. Yeah. Totally. Okay, I'll stop now. Yeah, you mentioned How a fried chicken story. Uh, okay, Ohio. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you actually. I know that you have a fair amount of, uh, you know, side businesses and uh, ways that you uh, revenue streams for your family, things like that. Uh, you've never I'm managed a madam it. for a large North Idaho prostitution ring. Is that what you're? Even perhaps, but you've never managed an insurance agency, have you? No. Yeah, specifically an insurance agency in Millinocket, Maine. This is way up there in the middle of nowhere. Wouldn't you like to know? No, I haven't, though. Well, it, it just seems that this uh, insurance, that the office culture at this insurance agency is is just you know right there with your style. Uh, this is an insurance agency called Harry E. Reed Insurance Agency. On Monday, the agency posted a sign in its window that said, Juneteenth, it's whatever, we're closed. Enjoy your fried chicken and <laughs> collard greens. I love fried chicken and collard greens, though. Well... The outrage sparked backlash uh, and, and it was swift. 
The agency has now been dropped by insurance partners, Progressive Allstate and Farmers. In a statement on Facebook, the person who posted the sign issued an apology. Her name is Melanie Higgins. She writes in part, I would like to publicly apologize for any misunderstanding and hurt that has arisen out of my usual snarky office closure signs and content. A sign that is being considered as racist because of the terminology I used regarding foods that are associated with ethnicities. My only explanation I can offer is that I had a death in the family. And I just wanted to go home, and so I quickly wrote the note. I personally take a firm stand against prejudice and bigotry. I am also multiracial, and I understand. What is the, she? I haven't seen a picture, and she didn't say. I gotta see this. Okay. She understands the severity of intolerance. She adds that she's been reprimanded by the insurance agency. Um, that's hilarious. But as always, the problem here is her apology. Shouldn't have done it, but she's been punished nonetheless. Melanie Higgins. Let me look this up. It's um, what's the name of the town? Millinocket, Maine. Millinocket, I mean, Maine. I guess uh, it, it surprises me that anybody thinks that they're not going to get in huge trouble for doing something like this. Maybe she does post trolly things around the office, but it is hard to believe. I'm not saying I'm not advocating for her punishment. I'm just saying it's hard to believe that the punishment or the reaction was completely unforeseen. I have a hard time believing that, but not, not that she shouldn't have done it, (laughs) but you know, you got to know what to expect here. Like when you have Jared Taylor on your YouTube channel and he says Negro conversationally a whole (laughs) bunch of times, it might piss off some random black guy that works for the young Turks. (sighs) The hit pieces keep flowing. I see. Please check it out. Audience. It's, it's truly my favorite hit piece because it's all about me. And it's this Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I've never heard of him before, but um, check it out. It has 150,000 views and wow. 4,000 comments, and they're all about me. Wow. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to check it out. All right. Uh, you good for the movie review? Oh, is it over? Yeah. yeah. I am. In a world of movie references flying over his head. One man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. Tonight's movie is the 1960 Alfred Hitchcock horror thriller classic Psycho in which a runaway woman goes missing after a stay at a mysterious hotel. And her friends and family search for uh, search uncovers an odd relationship between her killer and his mother from movie picker Kyle, an iconic horror film that was revolutionary for its time. It faked out audiences into thinking they were seeing a thriller only to switch it up, kill the main star and turn it into a murder mystery. And it, uh, it has one of my most famous twists of all time. Coupled with a great performance by Anthony Perkins as Norman, a guy who had almost as messed up of a real life as Norman did, it makes this an all-time great film that's as watchable today as it is when it was released. As always, your review and rating. Oh, I don't know anything about An- Anthony Perkins' life. Hmm. Is that what I have he was some, talking about? I have some thoughts on that when I'll oh, okay. when, when um, talk. Wow, what a like a near-perfect film. I don't know hmm. how you're going to feel about this. I was like, I wonder if Matt or hate liked this or hated it. I couldn't. I couldn't decide. Um, oh, I love this so much. I loved that it turns out to be a mystery because you you go along with the story and you think that the heroine is going to be with you until the end. Then you're like 30 minutes into the movie and she gets murdered, um, which is a very famous scene. But um, I've never seen this movie. So, I, you know, I, I kind of thought that that was going to be the end of the movie. Um, and I also like that she was so fundamentally flawed because it, it allowed you to not really feel that bad for her. Mm. Yeah. 
didn't feel that bad for her. Um, the performances were so good and convincing. And most of all, it had real elements of like of intrigue, of horror, of mystery and surprise. I just loved it. It was so much fun to watch. And I never do this, but I gave it a five out of five. Wow. That is. Un- I can't remember the last time you did. It's been a minute. So good. So did you did you like it? I didn't rate it a five, but I actually did like it. And I think that my points of criticism are are pretty minor. Uh, okay. But what I liked about this movie, um, the the back half of it, as in after spoiler alert, the murder of Mary and the shower scene, like the shower scene is where it really picks up. And in my opinion, gets a lot better. I thought the first half, just the intrigue of her runaway and stealing the money. It's just not as interesting. And most importantly, it lacks Anthony Perkins as Norman, which is the most interesting character. So I get why that's necessary setup because that backstory is, is necessary to understand uh, just to understand Marion and to understand kind of what this murder means. So I'm not saying it's a total waste of time. It doesn't bother me. It's just the back half is, is where the movie shines. Um, Anthony Perkins performance as Norman is a plus as far as I'm considered, uh, as far as I consider it. Um, And what the movie picker was getting at is his life is very similar to Norman's. He lost his dad at a very young age and he described becoming abnormally attached to his mom and becoming emotionally or just struggling emotionally because of that. So did he murder her? He did not as far as I know, but, in this in the story maybe similar to how norman is his mother maybe anthony perkins is just norman and that's how he was able to portray this character so well because it's not easy to really nail a character who's kind of surface level charismatic but actually sinister yeah and have all of those come off the right way without one being kind of forced but he doesn't he didn't seem menacing at all until you find out more about him yeah he, he played it really well uh i loved when the psychologist guy explains everything at the end and why is he wearing women's clothes he's a transvestite well not exactly but (laughs) it's just moments like that you know calling a spade a spade that uh yeah can't happen much anymore now as far as things i was a little more critical of i don't hate these things but some things that i was a little confused about there are several moments where norman fails to cover his tracks in obvious ways for example not erasing or modifying marion's entry in the logbook uh, and just right. having that easily yeah. discovered. He also leaves cabin one where she was murdered completely unlocked. And um, Sam and uh, Marion's sister, I forget her name, but Sam and Marion's sister just walk right in there. And then he's in the office, like as soon as they come out and he apparently had no objection to this while they were just snooping throughout. And then he leaves his house unlocked, doesn't he? He also leaves his house unlocked after Arbogast uh, has already entered. And so I, what it left me with is confusion about whether Norman is incompetent or or he's cunning like is he trying to be caught or is he trying to trap people in vulnerable situations to get them but even that didn't make as much sense to me because um, if he's incompetent well that would imply that this is like his first time doing the killings yet he killed right. his mom but he killed 10 and he years killed those ago two women after that. Oh, there were more. Were there more? It was the mom. Because they they said something at the end about how um, there were two missing women. And then he was like, oh, he confessed to those as well. Like, oh, maybe I missed that detail. I might have to modify my review because that would be like if 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 it's skilled, then it implies there's there's a pattern. And if there's a pattern, then if someone goes missing at the hotel, 
he's got to be suspect number one. It wouldn't be like he's considered a person of interest, but presumed innocent. No, he killed his mother, her husband, two women that went missing in the area, and then he killed Marion and then okay. the PI. Yeah. So I'm, I forgot about the two other women. I might have to revisit that. But if he's that accomplished of a killer, why are there these obvious failures to cover his tracks? I found that to yeah. be a little weird. Uh, and then the murder scenes, if anything has aged, particularly the murder of Arbogast on top of the stairs where it's like his face gets slashed. You watch it in slow motion. The knife is like two yeah. feet away from his face but and the fall they, down the stairs. It was tough. Stairs. It was 1960. So like, what are you going to do it. with special effects? Yeah. It just, it comes across as more funny than it does like the tense or scary, but I get it. Um, I, I'm not going to disrespect this movie. I understand that it is hugely influential. I also understand it's, uh, holy cow it's 60 plus years old now so i can't uh, be too hard on it for that reason so i gave it a perfectly respectable four wiki rating all right the other thing i forgot to mention is my, my wife uh had seen this movie and, and loved it but didn't tell me anything about it i was able to predict all of the twists almost perfectly even really? norman being his mom that it was because they were never actually seen together. They kind of argued with each other, but you never saw them physically together. But how um, much of it was because um, you knew from cultural influence that that was maybe like I knew that that was maybe the plot of Psycho. I guess what I'm saying is, even though I saw a lot of the twists coming, I still enjoyed watching the mystery unravel. So I, I give it credit for that, even if I wasn't uh, totally shocked by every single step. It was so fun to watch. I, I agree. I, I enjoyed watching it. It was a fun time. So I, I give it high marks for that. Uh, the audience uh, is right there with uh, with both of us. They're giving it uh, in the early vote four and five wiki ratings. Only one person each giving it a one and two. So Boo. we're taking this week off, right? Yeah, we are going to take uh, there isn't going to be a review on Thursday. The movie review will continue on uh, Sunday, July 10th. 10th and the next movie will be the lion king the 1994 original wow uh, which of, of course i have seen but uh, i will keep my opinions to myself uh the r- remaining nominations for july from listener bobby are training day man on fire collateral congo inside man Bloodfather, spectral or of course you can reject the list entirely and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead and as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month, the one and only place to do it is my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Behind schedule, but considering all the material to be discussed tonight, not bad. So yeah, let's see if we can close out with some chat. Sure. Man, what a week. Can you believe it? Uh, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited for a little relaxation time over the Fourth of July holiday. But just professionally, I'm and personally, just to spend time with my family, but also just to appreciate positive developments for the country too. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I know. My mom tried to blackpill me on this, and I was like, like just let me have this thing. Thank you for fighting the urge. Boogeyman says, I doubt it. Thank you, Ovid. L M A O. All the people I graduated with are screeching their heads off of a row. I doubt it. And I'm getting a ready for my wedding and gearing up to buy a liquor store. You two literally save people. That's great. Thank wow. you so much. Can, I, I, of course, knew about the uh, the wedding of it. That's great to hear. But uh, now business plans, too. That's even better. So 
Uh, hope you're doing well, man. And congratulations on the, uh, on the wedding. And I hope everything goes well. And even, even better. Congratulations on the, uh, just positive outlook on life that, uh, that's an achievement relative to many of your peers, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Disturbed 2K7. If these women really believed they could end the life of anything that's ever been inside them, they would have a higher body count than the Clintons. <laughs> Ooh, that is funny. Uh, Matt and Blonde looking fab. God bless you guys. Love you guys. Yeah. I also saw some fat like beast of a woman holding a sign that's like, um, like no sex until Roe v. Wade, no <laughs> sex with men until Roe v. Wade. Uh, is, I was like, well, yeah. well, I, I don't think that men everywhere are like, no. Like I said, there's a, there is a, uh, there's a lad for every lass, but maybe some lasses really push that rule. I don't think that's true. Maybe with not, this insurgence know. of celibacy. It is true that, um, well, at least I've seen statistics that, that, uh, just sexual activity among younger people is and has been declining for recent years. So maybe Wouldn't that's you rather be celibate than like bang Le- Lena Dunham or something. Uh, yeah. A hundred percent. But I don't know. Am I weird in that? Am I a no. minority in that? I don't know. But I, I, all I'm saying is I also understand the male tendency to uh, settle. And there is a, that th- is some deep settling uh, that, that is settling in your soul right there. Yeah. Oof, um, Frankie Fast Hands. Happy day, my friends. More than just symbolic because God has shown that he has not abandoned us. Rejoice, have hope, pray, and encourage one another. Persevere to the end and find life eternal. Yes, but I think we all need to remember that this is not far enough in terms of ending abortion. Um, That's fair, but this week is a lot closer to that <laughs> than the week prior, and that's, that's prior, a huge thing. That is true. Brady Sutliff, Thomas is in an interracial marriage. Is it just me or did he leave that out when he mentions gay marriage? If we get to go back, can we do that too? Or just get the feds out of the whole thing? I don't know that I understand this. Uh, The implication being, and I don't know. So Loving v. Virginia was the uh, interracial marriage case. I'm not sure if they ruled that on uh, substantive due process grounds or not. Um, But 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 it's irrelevant to his personal life decisions because it wouldn't it wouldn't revoke that that right. Yeah. Even if it if it were to overturn that case and if Thomas believed that that's not a a federal constitutional issue, I suspect his answer would be, uh, yeah. And in the state in which I live, I would not advocate I would not pursue policies that would ban that sort of thing. And if if a state tried to impose on me, I would just leave. I would live somewhere else. But somewhere else. Right. Mark was prophecy f- fulfilled. Trump said we would get tired of winning, but we would keep winning. Now he's out of office. Yet America's <laughs> continuing to fight its way back. Two A.N. Dobbs, what a week! Let's make America great again. Yeah, this this really made me feel nostalgic about the Trump era. Wow. Well, I've spent so long hating on him and yeah. stuff, and I was like, wow, you know, if he uh, did something good for the Supreme Court, and uh, additionally pretty much destroyed the credibility of the media on a nation and maybe international scale. Then he accomplished a lot more than I've given him credit for. Wow. I can't, I can't believe it. Times we love you. You're very special. But, uh, I know, but yeah, I, I, I mean I, it. I mean it. Well, uh, yeah, this is uh this is a major accomplishment and uh, he got it done. So yep. I got to credit him. Paul Atten, how long before CNN starts a death counter for all the women that have died because of Roe v. Wade overturning? We all know that denying the right to abortion kills people. Yeah. I know. I read um, some Daily Mail article. It was like 200 women died during uh, 
illegal, like during periods of uh, illegal abortion because of back alley abortions. I'm like, like, I give a shit if some chick that's trying to abort her kid dies. Like, who cares? At the end of the day, uh, between carrying like between carrying the pregnancy or the decision to have a, a, an unsafe abortion, you have the ultimate responsibility over both of those situations. Mm-hmm. I, I can't stand this premise that is pushed at least implicitly that pregnancy is just a thing that happens to people as though to you are you, not an right. active, an active participant like cancer. Or it something. just appears one day. Oh no, I'm pregnant and I don't know how that happened. If, if that is the case, if you're pregnant and you don't know how that happened, do you have displayed massive irresponsibility in ways you might wish to change? Oh yeah. And the, and the left, the way that they portray this, I saw some hilarious tweet today that um, was like from the leftist perspective, if a Rube Goldberg device shoots sperm into a disabled lady's vag and then yeah. she's forced to carry the pregnancy. I'm like, every time I hear a leftist talk about this, they're like, well, if uh, someone gets raped by their stepfather and blah, blah, blah. It's like yeah. this is the vast majority, 99.9% of abortions are for practical reasons, not saving the life of the mother or anything like that. It's stupid stuff like economic issues or or sex selection. Uh, and they don't recognize that. It's I remember like, the last time making you, any rules you mentioned some of that stuff. I looked at some information and uh, shocking. It is shocking. 92% are just no reason given. Yeah. And then an, another 6% are economic reasons. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. a whole bunch of bullshit reasons, like you mentioned, are fractions of 1% that add up to about two. Right. And then a teeny tiny percentage are because of rape. And these, this yeah. is retrospective data. So this is women that are saying that they were raped. So you have to assume that some of them are lying anyway. Yeah. And it's like a tenth of a percent. Yes. Of total and um, life of the mother is also equally as tiny. Yeah. So we're talking about well over 99% of all abortion for no reason or a stupid reason. Right. Um, let's see. Laurel. I have nothing clever to say tonight. Just saying hi. Hi, Laurel. I was going to text you too. Thank you so much. Um, we really appreciate it. Frankly, you're the best. You are the best, Laurel. Uh, I sent you a, uh, a piece of mail of gratitude and I hope that you received it. And, uh, well, uh, other than that, just thank you for your support for the show and say hi to Matt for us as well. Hi, hubby. Um, Rami M. No note. It's just a really weird emoticon. But we appreciate that, too. Thank you. Aeolian, um, Christ just v- Vincent, Vincent, Vincent. Is this Latin or this what? In, it must be. Hmm. Christus Regnat, Christus Imperat. I, how many of those did I butcher? After decades shackled to the American left, devoted to satanic child sacrifice, God has graced us with his decision. Secession now cast them into the sea. Deus fault. Hmm. Angelico Scober. Um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. One. What now? What now? Can we share a country with these people? Can they share a country with us? Well, I am uh, not going to be niggardly. I am personally, uh, even though I, I think that their view of uh, abortion is, is morally incorrect and uh, certainly not the laws that I would or will advocate for or vote for in my state. I believe that the position of, I believe that the compromise of states' rights on these issues uh, issues is paramount. So I, I am comfortable allowing states' rights to uh, to decide this issue. And if that means California and New York are degenerate in my judgment, okay, I don't like it, but that's kind of the deal. They don't accept that deal, though. They I, right. They're not going to allow us to be degenerate in their <clears throat> eyes in our states. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, I don't know how we resolve this and um. 
I suppose if I want to push back on my own point, it's like even if you're even if you want to bind together on a live and let live shared set of values, if it's strictly that and there's no fundamental morality to guide that live and let live, is that actually sustainable? Um, no. In the same way that we decided that the question of slavery was of such moral importance that we couldn't stick together as a country without a more unified perspective on it. I think that every moral principle that was at stake on the issue of slavery and then some is uh, present in the abortion issue. So you know, if, if I'm willing to say that I'm if I'm going to say that I'm willing to let states rights win the day on this, maybe that's maybe that's mistaken. Maybe maybe we shouldn't be doing that. I don't. Mm-hmm. All I know is I'm just going to be happy that their version of federal mandates are no longer in play. That's it's, it's yeah. a win relative to yesterday. I'll think about tomorrow as uh, as we go. I just want one good night of sleep, you know? Yeah. We'll think about it later. Um, Stephen Suarez, Matt and I first made love 11 years ago on yesterday's day to many times since. Thank you guys for the infotainment for the years since we've been together. I assume that um, you're talking about your husband. This is Stephen's Matt. This is not me, Matt. This is ask for Matt. <laughs> Different Matt, yeah. Different Matt. Yeah. Although he's also um, made love to you a whole bunch of times, too. Oh, I'm, how could I forget? Thank of you, course. Stephen. Um, thank you, Stephen. Mojack420. Stats from the Gutmacher. Am I retarded? That didn't sound right coming out. I think that's right. Whatever institute measuring these the the data we were just talking Gutmaker about. Gutmacher Institute, yeah. 0.0001% incest, 0.065% women's life, 0.085% from rape, 0.288% women's health, 0.294 women's mental health. Uh, 0.66 serious fent- uh, fetal abnormalities. Yeah. 92.3 no reason elective birth control. Right, yeah. And that doesn't even say anything about the economic toll. Yeah. And this is self-reported data too. Um, Brian Irvin. I get your optimism over Roe v. Wade, but ah, here it comes. This is just a spike in the downward slide of our civilization as Christianity dies in the West. Our Mm. only hope is an overhaul revival of our collectively dysfunctional and apostate church. Thank you, Brian. Everyone's just too happy around here. Maybe. I I guess to the point, it's like, should you be optimistic about what is kind of a mirage in the broader? It's a big problem. It's a big problem, uh, if not solved, improved. But is that itself... Uh, a big enough solution to actually fix the broad scale problems that we face. Maybe not, but that's true. I'm just um, trying to enjoy the day, man. Give me, a, that's give true. me something. I, <laughs> I don't want economic issues to be eclipsed by yeah. this cultural game though. Yeah. That's really what I'm worried about. Um, chimp in a bow tie. Barnes said Roe wouldn't be a mobilizer in the midterms. Women are likely to reject the left's lust for dead babies, such as Anna Navarro's take. Um, why should we, why, we should be able to kill waterheads because they're really hard to bring up. <laughs> did uh, yeah, did you that? see that clip? I didn't see that, but I could uh, I could believe it. Oh, it's I'm so sure fucked it's up. She's talking like about that. like her niece with autism and another one with Down syndrome and how like all their mothers were forced to bring them into the world and now they're all struggling. I'm like, stop talking about how you wish people in your family were. That's weird. <laughs> that is a weird take. Uh, yeah. Like, okay, weird flex, but all right. All right. Max says more like based Midler. I remember telling my lefty friend years ago that Roe v. Wade will never get it return because I simply didn't believe it would ever happen. Yeah. I never mm. thought this would happen. And in that it's a victory, isn't it? Mm. Um, Robin D. Banks, the left is pro-choice fact check false one. Remember vax mandates Two. remember gun control three. What about the right to use condoms and keep your legs shut? They aren't pro-choice just 
abortion. Yes. Yeah. Well, the principles flip uh, as convenience demands. That's why yep. they're not principles. Yeah. And the greatest irony of all of this is that promiscuous sex devalues women more than any other thing. And uh, feminism is supposed to be about upholding women's rights and values. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. I don't know how they square the circle. Subversion or something. Copperhead. Now that Roe is out of the way, hopefully our culture can move in a direction more pleasing to God. Hmm. There it is. We shouldn't we be doing everything to please God in our culture? Well, uh, we have given displeasing him plenty of opportunity. I would say that I'm I'm open to a change of direction here. <laughs> Hillbilly sure. Deluxe. Yeah. Extremist judges sound suspiciously like insurrection talk. Yeah. I know. I, I like how none of this was insurrectionist. None of these Maxine Waters wasn't a call to arms or anything like that. But yeah. Trump is doesn't say anything at all. In January 6th, people like go in and do some some trolling and, and you know, the, the sky is falling. They killed five police officers. I they did. The five police officers that died later of heart attacks and committed suicide for unrelated <laughs> reasons, probably because yeah. their wives were cheating on them. Um, Ooh, how dare you dishonor the legacy? Or something. I mean, I, something was going on. Don't date UK. The Thomas hearing in 91 were my political awakening when I saw the donks for the lying, slandering, hateful racists who they truly are. Here's a 10 celebrating Clarence the God. Um, that's true. Like, what about what about Clarence? How, do, how does the black community feel about him? Oh, they hate him. Well, I yeah. shouldn't say the progressive community hates him. And that's where you're seeing the I think the black community hates him, too. I mean, they, they probably do see him as an Uncle Tom. He's married to a white woman, right? Uh, yeah, who herself is very controversial for her own politics. They try to get him for that, too. I, I'm, I'm sure they hate that. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, the grand irony is, is he's going to be responsible for saving more black babies than, than any other person probably, in American history. True. Uh, Chris Chang, it was great seeing your show shirts walking around the gun show in Southeast Virginia this weekend. Even if the show was less crowded than usual, at least I got a little something. What background? Oh, check? wow. I hope you got the loophole. That's great. Uh, that's cool. If you saw them, uh, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. Um, Matt McFadder. Oh, I thought that you were asked for Matt. Did you change your thing? I'm sorry. I think it's the um, same guy, right? It's just different. It is because he talks about Stephen. Hey, guys, don't yeah. judge me. But we went to Pride for the first time. Big letdown. So many hidden messages to support the leftist agenda. By the way, it was me and Stephen's 11-year anniversary. You know, I know I talk about fags in a derogatory way, but you guys have been longtime show supporters. And on a personal level, like, you know, we talk and I like you guys a lot. Um, and it must be really hard to reject your entire social network and community in favor for upholding a greater truth. And for that, I applaud you. Of course. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I just I it's another uh, quote unquote victim group that other people love to claim to represent like, oh, I'm going to act on your behalf without ever consulting you as to whether you what your views are and whether you want me to act on your behalf. I'm sure that's got to get mm -hmm. really annoying. And yeah, if you go to these kinds of events, like you're presumed to believe all these things and agree with all these things. Anyway, thank you both. Preston Oxenhurt says, celebrating the end of my 20s, the end of my first degree, the end of me being in a choir that I loved, the end of Roe v. Wade, not to mention some toxic friendships, fantastic Good. summer so far. That is a great way to end your 20s. Cut the fat. That's actually how my 20s ended, too. And then things got way better. So you're mm -hmm. on the right path. Congratulations. On the right track. Congratulations. Yeah. Hillbilly Deluxe. Oh, yeah. Pink, the has-been singer, has demanded that anti-abortionists never listen to her fucking music again. So please don't enter <laughs> elevators or shop at the mall anymore. Yeah. Pink sucks, man. Did you watch Boardwalk Empire? No. Okay. So there's this 
beautiful actress. Her name's Emily Mead. And I was just like the other day, well, I wonder what she's up to. I haven't seen her anything in a long time. So I go to her Instagram and she's 35 now. And uh, one of her most recent posts is like, I've had two abortions. The first one was when I was 17 and I couldn't I couldn't handle it economically. I still hope to have children someday and without having these abortions I never would be allowed to have children someday. I look, she's not married. She looks like shit these days. She used to be super hot and it's like what future uh, does this woman have now? How old is she? She's 35. Ooh, that's uh, And up she was like it. a major actress yeah. sex pot and then she had two abortions and presumably to pursue a career in acting and modeling or whatever the fuck. Um, And she committed suicide in both of her leading roles also. So now uh, I'm like, hmm, there's going to be some synchronicity to this. She should be so mad that people lied to her though. Maybe she is. Maybe she's the kind of person like, what's her face? Uh, Busy Phillips or whoever she is out there publicly talking about it all the time in enraged, bizarre ways because she has to have other people's validation to convince her that it's fine. Yeah, but the, the true strength of character is to be like, I was wrong. Like what Abby Johnson does, the the, yeah. the best leaders in the pro-life movement are women that have had abortions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that takes strength too. We are past um, the bottom of the hour. Are you good time-wise? Or? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's so hot in here. Uh, thankfully, I got the AC, complaint. but. I can't know. hear it. Uh, well, it's because I don't have like a window unit. I have it through <sighs> the central air in the house. Oh my God, uh, wicked yeah. masshole. If you get Sean Hannity's, Hannity's slot. On Fox to anyone but either of you. <laughs> anyone? <coughs> Who would it be and why? Also, ding dong, Roe mm. is dead. Huzzah. Tremendous achievement by our favorite president, Donald Trump. Okay. Does it have to be somebody that has like popular appeal? Uh, that wasn't a term. I mean, you know, I would put Anglin in that time slot, but <laughs> if, I- if it had to be somebody with like popular appeal, who's approachable and handsome yeah. and stuff, uh, Dave Cullen. I know he's Irish, but I still uh, do it. Uh, only, not only, but uh, in recognition of his outstanding Twitter performance this week, I'm going to give it to Count Dankula. Count Dankula for Sean his, Hannity's spot. His Everybody would have to have subtitles. His, his <laughs> commentary is inscrutable. I've listened to him before and I'm like, I... I, I genuinely don't know what he's saying. Is well, like he speaking a different? Language? I'm just I'm recognizing his Twitter performance this week. I'm giving him the bit. All right, um, Nicholas H. High five your friends to celebrate, but don't get complacent. They have fucked us up for decades. We have tons of ground to regain. Don't dunk on the opposition. Focus on the issues we need fixed mm. here. Here, probably wise words. Yeah, uh, Mark D. Taylor. Behold. Children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward like arrows in the hands of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. That's true. Psalm. Hmm. Thank you. Mark. P, P convenience. Two things. One, there's no woman that no man will bang. Wait, there is no woman that no man will bang. God, is that true? It's probably close to true. I think it I is. I guess someone is sticking it to Tessa holiday and she weighs like <laughs> 900 pounds. I have not checked in on her in a while. Uh, two, seems like some of these protesters are just looking for a reason to get dressed up and go out and yell. It's a day out. I, I don't. I don't. OK, banging a woman that weighs nearly a ton cannot be better than jerking off. Um. Well, I don't have the experience. I, I've, <laughs> I've never uh, never experimented with size in my day. So I just I couldn't tell you. That's one of those things that's like, I don't need to try that to know it's not for me. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, Robin D. Banks, to all the frumpy feminists out there saying, what if I get graped? Yeah. I don't think you need to worry about that. Carjackers don't go after Kia Souls, do they? They're not lifting Honda Fits out here. That's true. Depends the level of desperation. I'm sure if you park a nice soul in San Francisco, it probably gets its windows broken. Um, that is true. And then the Boston Strangler, I was just watching a documentary on Netflix about the Boston Strangler. He was raping and murdering almost exclusively women in their 60s. Hmm. Why? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Uh, that. I have to reload. Do you see where I was? Uh, yeah. Uh, Matty O says, guys, I think especially you, Matt, are being naive. Politics is downstream from culture. Right. Barely has the Supreme Court and we're supposed to clap when uh, they dominate media corporations and NGOs. They played 4D chess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get I get your point that cultural institutions matter as much, if not more, than the political ones. I I wouldn't disagree with that. I just don't want to say that this is uh this is of no value. And I also don't. I wouldn't say that the culture isn't shifting either against these people. Um, I I I hope my greatest hope out of this too, in addition to the the legal and moral shift that we've been talking about, is perhaps. That as people see what the actual consequences of Roe v. Wade being removed as a, as a Supreme Court precedent, as, as that becomes more apparent, that maybe people's attitudes on both abortion and uh, the proper legal structure of the country might shift. To your point, maybe that is naive because that would be something of a reversal in saying that I hope the politics shift the culture. But a lot of people are going to be talking about it now. A lot, I, th- I hope that people's understanding of this will become greater through this sort of uh, major, major development here. Yeah. Maybe that's naive, but like, you know, uh, as I'm saying with uh, Brian, the other chatter, it's like, just give me this one damn bone. I really, I really need <laughs> I just, it. I need it. <laughs> I, you trust heard it me, here. I'm, not, I'm not saying the fight is over. We're done. Our country restored. Far from it. I, I'll, mm. I'll grant that point for sure. Yep. Genubath, while we celebrate the Roe v. Wade victory, let's also remember the 60 million children murdered by their mothers. Um, that's true. And not just their mothers. I mean, their their fathers played, a, many of their fathers played a part in this. Yeah. Many women were pressured by men to have abortions or outright forced to have abortions. We can't forget about that. Um, it's it's truly tragic what has happened to yeah. all of these children. Uh, Leah J. Get the tubes tied or organs removed to prevent pregnancy, but they want blood and so do others whom are willing to buy the leftovers. Mm. Dark. Hal Edwards, the nation dodged a bullet when that political piece of shit Merrick Garland didn't make scopes. I know would have been a different day if he was on the court. That's for sure. Um, Yeah, you might. Maybe you do get that Roberts nonsense decision if Merrick helps him swing it. Yeah. Yep. Um, Robin D. Banks. Matt Goon is a misspelling of Goondam. Ah. Gundam. What? Just a a spelling variation to get past Susan, apparently. Fago is a reference to LGBTQ, not the actual soda. Come on, man. Got it. Yeah, sorry, man. Normally you're on it, but but we Come uh, on, are man. too dumb. You've invented your own language at this point. You got to send me like a some kind of translation document so I can do this yeah. on the fly. Thank like you. Like a code. Yeah. yeah. Don't 2K. Matt loved your vid yesterday, especially the second half. More than a great explication of Thomas's decision. It was like a mini college course in federalism, Reaganism, true Americanism. Oh well, thank you. Matt has some excellent videos. Um, Appreciate Gary it. Christensen. Everybody should read Thomas's uh, Thomas's concurrence. Yeah. Uh, just to understand it. You know, I, I have some points of caution about his um, his view is as originalist as it, and textualist as it could possibly get. And I think that's closer to right than wrong. I have maybe a few questions or hesitations about it. 
But I think that everybody should be. We're so far the other direction where the Constitution is just whatever you see in there is in there if you just think magically about it. That we should really be giving Thomas's perspective proper consideration, if not being entirely persuaded by it. So I hope people will. Thank you for the kind words. Gary Christensen. Matt often mentions his ex-con relative named Gary Christensen, yeah. so I thought I'd share my own mugshot in my avatar. 1994, 12-year-old tagger and a Mormon graffiti gang. Those were the wow. tags. I can't make the picture larger, but I can see it. Good for you. Oh, wait, uh, let me see. Maybe I can. I can open. Oh, it does let me go to the channel here. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. I, I can't read the text, but it does look legit. Something police department. Cool. Thank you, man. Um, who is next? Das Sorry. Pooch. Uh, no blonde. It's just hose mad. That's the meme. Been that way for a while. Stop. Te- stop being a boomer. I'm ten years older than you. Even <laughs> I know this. I don't know, man. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Black Wing. Just remind those that complain about Handmaiden's Tale becoming a reality that it won't happen if we strengthen two A. <laughs> That's true. Hmm. Mellow E. Been a while. Glad to see you two doing well. Take care. Glad to see you doing well as well. Thank well, you, thank Maddie. you. Yeah. Hey guys, stop with the November dream. Come on, man. Uh, you'll get John Cornyn and, and I patch McCain of the world gun bill this week was overshadowed by the Supreme Court. That was a left dream of a huge foot in the door in the Second Amendment. He also say, um he also say it's because I've been reading all those <laughs> yeah, comments yeah. on that video. So now I'm speaking in Ebonics myself. He also said um, hey, Blonde, I saw Henrik and Lana did a whole segment on Friday defending you from the usual suspects. The funniest was the clown from Young Turds in the bullpen on your interview. Lol, hysterical. Did they really? I didn't even know they were doing mm. that. That's probably because I called Lana on Saturday and I was like, do you know who this uh, Rashad Richie fellow is? And she's like, oh, yeah, I know who he is. And I'm glad they slipped it into their show. Good for them. Um, Rashan Kurdsaleve. Don't worry, leftists. Conservatives aren't going to take away your abortions. We just want common sense abortion control. Yeah, we all going to get together on that principle now. Hmm. Mr. Sunshine. Wow, Matt. This week has been amazing. And for the first time, I'm looking forward to the future of our country. Sorry, Blonde. <laughs> had to hear you say it in your own words as you were. She almost we did. We should get Jesse on here. It was close. I mean, that was it, it was just a ploy to get you to read how optimistic you are. Oh. But- I'm telling you, there was some organic optimism this week. Rightly or wrongly, there was. I saw it. I feel, you know, pretty good about this. It's just nice to get a win every once in a while. Yeah. Timmy J competed in a bike race this week and ended up being ran by far left extremists. Loads of propaganda would make an epic video story. Check it mm. out at groundedne.com slash race and you'll see what I mean. They really infiltrate everything. Uh, yeah. You're uh, welcome to send me the link uh, as well, Timmy. And I can take a look at it that way. Uh, in my email inbox. Thank Esoterica you, Unbound. A tough week for the Dems, thwarted in their favorite modern pursuit of rendering us defenseless and butchering babies. All they're left with now are their founding principles of racist, racism, graft, and moral degeneracy. That is hmm. true. Kirby, as Pride Month ends, I just want to make sure Blonde knows that us normal queer folk hate that stuff and we love her. I love you too. I have a surprising queer. number of devoted gay male fans. <laughs> With whom I share really fun hangouts and I quite like a lot. And now I'm doing the thing where I'm like, I have a gay friend. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, (laughs) No, but it's it's, seriously speaking, it's like what I was talking about earlier with the lawyers. Um, Entertaining ideas that you disagree with or even that might be counter to what how you view yourself or identify yourself without being offended is also a sign of uh, intelligence. It is a sign of intelligence. Yeah, totally. So 
Yeah. I, um, I, I would admire that as well. Laurel, lawyers are not worthless. They're worth $300 to $1,000 per hour, depending on experience and reputation. Get a legal problem and find out. <laughs> is, That's true. Sometimes you need a lawyer. Is that the uh, lawyer version of uh, fuck around and find out? Yeah. Get a legal yeah. problem. And maybe they're the same thing, you know? <laughs> fuck around and find out you need Laurel's legal rep uh, representation. Yeah, really. Perhaps I'll be there one day. Uh, Thank you. Alex God, I fart thunder poop, Frank Underwood. Your absence from Discord is sorely felt by this lowly turd worldler. <laughs> Greetings from the land of sidewalks with broken tiles and no identity. Yours truly, Alejandro. Lesbians. <laughs> Beta. Is that how he it's, sounds? I it's guess. how Frank lesbians. would say lesbians. Beta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Frank is still around. I've, I've had some emails from him uh, recently, so I know he's still around. Oh, I know that because they always get sent, sent to spam for me for some reason. Oh, weird. In that does form. happen for, for me sometimes, too. Eric Burns Marsh says, Swalwell, you had sex with a spy. Who are you for us or Red China? Yeah, bang, bang. fair question. Annabelle Smith Kingsley, I see you sometimes liking me and sometimes talking shit on me in the live chat, Ooh. Annabeth. I just called you Annabelle. I'm sorry. Um, I like her, though. Just Thank you. Mind. Uh, HDX soldier, the left uh, Department of Defense will find a way to provide abortions. I was discharged for criticizing on my own Facebook policy that gives females up to two years off from deployment and training after birth. They, hmm. they will find a way. Some legal way that they're going to do it. Yeah, I, I have no doubt. That's probably a priority. A trap to the world. Republicans, we need a policy agenda that promotes families. Also, Republicans, we need a new gun control law to protect women living with men outside of marriage. PS 24th is my B-Day. Um, SC made it the best. Uh, Supreme Court. Oh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Trap. The, the ultimate Jurassic Park defender. The most diligent uh, mm. Hammond defender. I have to respect Whatever. him. <laughs> you guys are bizarre. Uh, yeah. uh, David Verche. Quick ethical conundrum. Where do each of you draw the line for abortions in the case of genetic abnormalities, Down syndrome, mm. misplaced organs, intersex, albino, cleft palate? Is every life sacred? Um, I have never been in that situation, uh, and I won't be God willing. So it's easier for me to say that I would see the pregnancy through no matter what. I I would. And that's part of the reason we didn't even bother with uh, like early testing with uh, when my wife was pregnant with our son is there's virtually no information you could give me to make me abandon that life. I don't care what yeah. it is. I'm not going to do it. So um, but that's not just a principle I would apply to my own child. I think that the idea of judging what lives are valuable, what lives are worth living and what lives aren't, that is of such um, it's just such a moral betrayal to me. I, that is not my judgment to make. That is not my role to play in this world. And so I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't suppose, be messing but with my that heart. You know that there are a lot of like trisomy 18. There's yeah. a 90% chance that your baby doesn't live past like one to five hours after birth. Um, it, you know, I, of all the yeah. abortion situations, these are clearly the ones that I'm most sympathetic to. My heart goes out to women that have had to make that decision. I just wouldn't be able to, and I'll grant the, the premise there. I just wouldn't be able to know that there was a 10% chance that all of that was crap. And I, uh, did not allow that 10% chance to play out. I, I wouldn't be able to live with that. Well, not, not that it's false positive, but that the baby would live beyond one to five hours and up to a year. There's hundred yeah, percent fatality. Even still, like even if I know that the deciding factor in the end of that life was my personal discretion, my personal decision, I wouldn't be able to live with that. I would, I would much rather, I would have the weight. 
I would rather deal with the weight of a natural death on my conscience than deal with the idea that I'm the one who chose that and made that happen. Me too. Me too. Yeah. But I still sympathize with women in that position. That's very difficult. Mm. I'm a psychopath. Says, amazing that the most prominent and fruitful policy influential change during this administration came behest of the previous administration. Just saying, Blonde, (laughs) I know you're at Trump, but that was pretty sweet. I said some things. And maybe Biden's greatest accomplishment is uh, ending Roe v. Wade. He really uh, got it done. At least he was president at the time. Yep. 2A education. Hey, keep the good fight. 2A every day. Thank you. Does it matter? FYI, in Psycho, chocolate syrup was used, the blood in the shower scene. Uh, Hitchcock didn't have to worry about the color of it because the film was in black and white. Also, yeah. Avalanche, when the Stanley Cup suck at St. Louis. Oh, wow. Um, I got to reload. Can you do a few of these? Yeah. It, uh, and my wife was mentioning that, too. She's familiar with movie effects, and she said the same thing. Uh, Hershey's syrup is how they did the blood effects. Seven Seed New says, and when he come, when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me of righteousness because I go to my father of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Well, thank you, Seven Seed. Appreciate that very much. I owe you uh, recognition for that. We love Jim, you. You're very special. Jimmy P says, like they weren't going to fortify the midterms anyway. This just gives them an excuse to use uh, for why the coming impossible mm. swing occurred. I suppose that's true. That row. The fortification, to the extent the plan is there, that was in place. Roe was not. Yep. Uh, they weren't <laughs> sitting around going, well, if they overturn Roe, then we'll get them. No, though, they were going to get them uh, either way. So you're probably right about yeah. that. A little a little alto low says reporting on American intelligence agents, including special forces inside Ukraine, as well as those of other NATO countries, uh, according to The New York Times. Oh, inter- I hadn't heard that. Now we're sending uh, the CIA or something. I suppose that makes sense. Anna Hitch, blonde, it's pronounced Christus Vincit, Christus hmm. Reniat, Christus Imperat. It's Latin for Christ vanquishes, Christ reigns, Christ rules. Hmm. I'm sorry, guys. Shitty Catholic. Um, thank you for that. Anna, Lapco92, men want to see 90% of women buck naked, if nothing else, than out of morbid curiosity. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Papa Piker. Hello, Callie Watchers. I'm organizing a meetup for October. Check your emails. I sent out an invite June 16th. Or if you weren't on the list, find me under Ellis Fierro in Fresno. I'm growing my beard just for the occasion. I will probably comment on it unless it is a subpar beard. Uh, And then I will say nothing. Good luck. And Papa Piker, if you want to send me an email, I can help facilitate. So if there are Northern California listeners or uh, Fresno area listeners who would like to join the meetup, uh, send me an email and I, I can connect you guys if there uh, is interest out there. Okay, I just have um, Tippy Stream, and actually over on D Live, uh, DW Crabtree. Thanks for supporting the show as well. But over on uh, Tippy Stream, if I can read them at this late hour, given how confusing it is, let's see. Uh, Phil says, seeing corporations promise to pay their employees for killing their children is something I should have expected. The dystopian implications need to be pounded home to the normie, right? We need to stop worshiping the chamber of commerce as well. I suppose there are uh, more important interests at play, but yeah, but it's like, I saw, uh, we mentioned that earlier, but corporations convincing, uh, trying to convince people that they care about these progressive values. It is literally a mechanism to save money. It is cheaper right. to get the abortion yeah. than to pay for the benefits of childbirth. So just kill that kid is the corporate perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil says, another thing I wasn't uh, experiencing was, or I wasn't expecting was Jonathan Greenblatt and a number of, uh, well, this is the ADL guy 
complaining about right wing watch being stuck being or R W. I read that this is how hard tippy stream is to read. I read RVW as RWW right wing watch, but it's Roe v. Wade. So ADL complaining about Roe v. Wade being struck down because it's uh, conflicting with um, uh, conflicting with Jewish law. Apparently it mm. seems like he he's saying there's a lot more than just he's pro abortion is what Phil says. N word F word says, uh, I agree that the, I agree with what blonde said. The decision will result in so many <laughs> little joggers lives saved this, this, <laughs> she didn't say that. She did not, you know, because your name is N word F word. I assume maybe you have a past to say such things, but, uh, N word F word is saying, um, well, he's, he thinks that jogging is going to become a very popular, uh, a popular hobby in the future. And, 15 to 20 years time. Really? Phil says a major part of the freakout is that most of the left's wins have come through the courts and not through legislation from integration to gay marriage. It was all decided in opposition to what public sentiment was at the time. It can all be reversed. That, that is true that a lot of their policy, a lot of what shaped the policies they cherish most is, is not actually legislation. It's done through the court. And, and to Thomas's point, it's done through these kind of interpretive theories that really have no textual basis. Phil also said, I would wager that a fair number of white babies will be saved as well. I know it is popular for white conservatives to pretend that it's only an issue if um, if non-whites are armed. But let's not forget. Uh, let's not forget. Phil, Phil let's not forget the, the coexist bumper stickers, Phil says, as always. don't forget to put one on your car. It's very important. Christian like the religion. That is how you spell my name. Hey, guys, uh, just a <laughs> what? He says he's an S-word slur from Texas, like Hispanic slur. Can I say that? You could say spick, right? <sighs> you did now. He's one from Beaner. Texas. Mara Flores just overturned a historically blue. Uh, she just uh, turned a historically blue county red. She isn't exactly what I would have preferred, but hey, I'll take a based Mexican woman over the issue, uh, over an issue insufferable uh, white woman or this is ADL person, <laughs> ADL person. No, I that that um the, that race in uh in Texas is uh I mean that, that's a precursor to the midterms for sure and um even if you want to let the let let the uh good be the enemy of the perfect I think there are things to appreciate right. about that particular race and I don't know the candidate all that well to be honest I have no idea if I if I uh, am in alignment with her or not but I do know that uh she has the all important sanity mark of not democrat and i know that that's not a perfect mark but it's a step as far as i'm concerned yeah phil says uh red states need to be uh need to lean into this blue state invaders won't flood your states if they aren't comfortable make them uncomfortable a wonderful side benefit to all of this uh might be the saving of states like montana idaho texas etc well we have our own problem in montana to fix but i think we might it's just uh idaho and texas are ahead of montana on this and they're going to be for potentially a couple years uh, but point taken, Phil. Danny from Montana says, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she has now lived and died for nothing. What a turn of events for the uh, Obongo legacy. This being, oh, Obama. make uh, <laughs> Makes fun of Trump at a dinner to Roe v. Wade overturned. That is kind of how it all started, isn't it? Make fun of Trump at the dinner. Trump runs and, uh, and 
takes care of the whole thing. Enjoy the victory, but the job is not done. Go to the gym and eat your protein. Cheers and hail yeah. victory. That's a lot of hate in that heart. Uh, thank you, Danny. Long Dong John says the best part about all of this is we can finally <laughs> we can finally call people N words on Twitter again. <laughs> Ah, oh, my old friend, the N word. I've missed you. Let's start with Maxine Waters. What's what's Ooh. that? You mean you can only use the N word to refer to Clarence Thomas? That is the Twitter official rule, I think. Just a couple more here. Uh, Phil says, uh, "Feminism is a civilizational shit test." Once you have failed, or when we have failed for years, the group of men that quit fall, uh, failing the test will be the builders of whatever comes after our decades. Or our decadent society crashes and burns. I, I, that that is probably true. Um, it's going to take strong men. It's going to take strong men to rebuild a lot of things. Caramel Johnson says, "I slept with my cousin in Alabama last year. We thought we were safe because uh, Biden is now president. We were told it would be Obama 2.0. Now what? Now what do we do? Uh, who is going to raise the darn baby? Well, that's up to the state of Alabama. I'm afraid. Godspeed." Incompetent hand says, oh, come on, blonde. Don't start with that hopium Uh, disappointment for your optimism. I made several hundred bumper stickers saying start a hurrah, uh, start a harem or join a harem. Yep. Okay. Uh, Destitution is the, sorry. Destitution is the solution. 2024. I forgot about that. Can I interrupt you? Yeah. Okay. So we just got a big donation from the quartering. Oh, cool. is somebody that I watch all the time, never interacted with online. He said, love your channel, enjoying the stream in a cup of unnamed coffee brand. I hope it's not Black Rifle Cup. Oh, is he shilling for his coffee? Is that what he's doing? They really bitched out the quartering, but we love you, Jeremy. Uh, Your channel's great. Uh, Thank you. Very much appreciated. And I'll have to try the coffee. Appreciate it. Uh, Straight Captain America says, uh, thank God this ruling distracted libs from Ukraine. As an infantry officer, I hate when... Libs call me, uh, call my men to die for pride parades in Kiev. Yeah, really. Uh, by the way, if you guys want infantry tactics or gear wrecks, uh, hit me up. Blonde, if you start the revolt, uh, I'll lead it. No, I will do no such thing. Yeah. I am, uh, I am revolting against no one. I am doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, uh, straight Captain America, for your services. Debstep, not dubstep. Thank you. I got to credit uh, Trump's win in 2016 for waking me up to the media lies. Started looking things up and stumbled upon Matt's video. And I'm so thankful to God for finding you guys. You all changed my life. Well, thank you for supporting. And that's around the time that uh, my mind started to be changed on a lot of these things, too. So uh, similar timelines. And thanks for the kind words and for supporting. Jimny says uh, every ethnic massacre, societal segregation, genocide and slave and slaves requires the exact same starting premise that they are less than human. Once you convince yourself that, uh, that their humanity is less than your own, you can justify any act for any reason. Well, aren't we a little, maybe just a few, two steps down that path, if not way too many steps down that path in many different ways. Uh, but it's true. Yes. Thank you, Jimmy. And we're all uh, caught up. Are we set on YouTube? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about this quartering thing. Uh, well, thank you for the uh, support for the show. Appreciate it. And, I am not uh, going to be niggardly. Three-hour three show. Yeah, I'm just shy of. But uh, appreciate it as always. We will uh, we will finish up just before the hour. Look at that. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight on a very uh, an historic weekend. It was oh, a shut uh, joy to conclude it with you. And um, if you missed, uh, well, if you're if you're looking for more of the show to listen to, if you if you three hours was not enough and you need more, head on over to the uh, website or look in the description for the audio platforms. Uh, 
We've got more material, Blondes interviews, replays of the call-in show, all sorts of stuff. Over on the website, linked in the description. Speaking of the website, that's mattchristensenmedia.com. You can find everything show-related over there uh, as well. Uh, appreciate uh, your company this evening. And of course, uh, just a reminder, we uh, will be back on the air Thursday night instead of Sunday night. So find us uh, for a Sunday show on a Thursday. And then next weekend, we're off. Sorry to make that as confusing as I possibly could, but we'll see you soon is what I'm saying. Have a great night and uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Bye, guys. Thanks, Jeremy. Bye. I forgot my usual meet the press bit. What was that about? Oh, he just sent another $100. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.